There is one constant to be found in existence. It is decay. All things, no matter how grand or glorious they appear, must bow to entropy in due time. None of the ruinous powers understand this better than Nurgle. He is a maggot that feasts on the corpse, the crow that picks at the carrion, the fly that circles the doomed, bringer of despair, lord of pestilence, master of the rotten carnival. Nurgle bears a thousand identities, yet to his worshippers, he is simply grandfather. Truly, Nurgle treasures his devotees. He takes the outcast and the desperate, those left to suffer the cruel hardships of life, and offers them a reprieve. Even as Nurgle's plagues see their bodies distend, deadened to pain and toughened with layers of rancid flesh, their minds are opened so they may embrace the ruin done unto them. What once brought misery now invokes joy. Where before they would have looked upon their disease, swollen, rotting forms with horror, now they appreciate the true genius of Nurgle's endeavors. In exchange, Nurgle asks only that his gifts be spread. To the tolling of dolorous toxins and the buzz of a million flies to his ever-loyal maggotkin army's march. Bloated rot-bringers trudge alongside maudlin plague-bearers and garrulous unclean ones, each a shard of their grandfather's vile essence unleashed upon reality for the express purpose of spreading sickness and blight. Where they tread, natural life writhes in torment, shriveling into befouled forms more pleasing to Nurgle's eye. Wherever hope threatens to blossom, the maggotkin are ready to snuff it out with rusted blade and festering sorcery. To fight them is to face an enemy that never wavers, that saps your strength through its mere presence, that spreads its poison to the land itself. Against such horror, even the strongest wills eventually shatter, the stoutest hearts succumbing to hopelessness. And when they do, Nurgle will be waiting with open arms. Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next two, three, however many hours, we're going to do our best to keep informed, entertained, and have a few laughs along the way, bringing you disease, contagion, and fecundity. I'm David Whitek, and with me one more time here in the beginning of the show is Lindsay, the albino Canadian hockey puck. Say hi, Lindsay. All right, so... Um, I think this is the last opening for me without Chris. Chris is going to be in the next opening, going to be doing his thing. And the Christmas year-end wrap-up, the annual Christmas year-end wrap-up. It'll be me and Chris and most probably a special guest, our annual special year-end wrap-up guest. If you are a fan, if you are a listener, you'll know who it is I'm talking about that's right um all right so real quick uh, i want to thank the sponsors of garage hammer our sponsors that is chaos orc superstore six squared studios and grognard games that's right there's always something happening at grognards uh, i want to thank our patreon sponsors those people who don't have to but do donate to the show on an episode by episode basis 
It is you guys who make this show and everything we do on it possible. And that includes our associate producers, Christopher Sanders, Big Jake, and Jake C. Executive producers, Colin Miller, Tyler McDonald, and Scott Milne. I want to thank you all for becoming part of the almost 1% who make this show and everything that we do happen. You guys making it happen. Thank you so much. Also, we have voice. Well, we don't have voicemail, but we have a voicemail number. And if you wanted to call and leave a message for the voicemail, all you got to do is call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial 00. And then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right. Call the number. Leave a message. Then I play it. So what happens. Tony Clifton. All right. Um, what I want to say. Oh, got a whole bunch of entries for the six squared contest now. I think we got all, all, like at least a couple dozen. Two, three dozen. So thanks. Um, the contest is closing. Uh, last chance to get your entries in. Uh, I will be checking them. Uh Probably the evening of the 23rd of December. Uh, I'm going to close it out before Christmas um, because I got stuff to do. I'm going to send that stuff over to uh, Kevin over at Six Squared and Brad, and they're going to look over the entries. I'm going to look over the entries, and then they're going to pick some winners, and there will be prizes, and it will be awesome. So thank you all. Those of you who have written in, um, it's it's wonderful. It is wonderful to see. You guys have a lot bigger imagination than I do. I'm just riding across the plains with a sword listening to Iron Maiden. Um, you guys are just doing really cool stuff, and I want you to know how much I appreciate it. But you know what? Let's do this. Let's stop. Uh, and then uh, take a break. I'm going to go get Chris on the blower here, and we're going to be back, and we are going to talk Maggot Kin of Nurgle because this book is bananas, and we are cleared to share it with you as of the 11th. Games Workshop was nice enough to send us an early copy, and we've had a look at it, and um, for the first time in a really long time, we're bringing you day one coverage of this book and uh, I, I hope you're excited as I am because it's it's wonderful so I'll be back this is Brian Blessed and you're listening to Garish Hammer Jaguar <laughs> and we are back here we are Chris hello hey how's it going it's fantastic how about yourself very good live from Louisville Kentucky Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. Sounds nice and clean and clear. No, no interference in the in the in the in the hotel room there. That's good. Uh, okay, so the new Nurgle book. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I like the cover with the weird faced thing that I'm not certain what it is, but it's kind of gross and kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the new character things. But uh, this book. Dude, seriously, I, we, we, I you got an advanced copy. Let's go start there. Yeah, I did. I got one from uh, Games Workshop. They were nice enough to send it to us, and um, I got in touch with you right away. And I'm like, oh, this book, oh, <laughs> this book. Yeah. Um, I, okay. Now you know I've got my one month rule. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't buy any new stuff. I mean, unless I already have the army and I'm just adding right. to it, I don't buy any new stuff until it's been out a month to make sure I don't have 
the the new hotness uh, disease. <laughs> yeah, the new shiny. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and I now and you might say I broke that rule with the Cruel Boys. However, <laughs> Games Workshop did send me those starter sets, so I had most of an army already. Yeah, yeah, and you, had, you had to get too much. After building and messing around with that, I just decided that's my next army. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I have to invoke the one month rule on this because. They also oh they sent me one of those uh, Vanguard boxes with the ten the ten guys and the character and the and the fly guys and the five uh, the five oh uh, the, the Nurgle yeah yeah the okay, Nurgle cool. box and I'm looking at that going oh there's a start there's a start right <laughs> here like I may just build this I may just yeah. build this to see how many I can play in a small game because God bless America this book is cool yeah it's cool it's it it does. What I love in books is it captures what they always have talked about in the lore. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm more excited about this than I was when I found out that if you play zombies, you for the things you kill, you can roll a dice and on a D6, they come back <laughs> as zombies on your team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because I will say, this book mentions that a small nick or cut is enough to kill somebody because of the virulent pestilence and plague this book mentions that more times than they say evil dies tonight in the new halloween movie it's <laughs> it's and they got rules they have rules to back up the, the lore now it's, that's the thing and i'm looking at this one this is gonna be rough this is gonna be crazy good i think i think i don't know much i don't know what all the you know the 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 guys who know the meta and stuff are, are gonna say um, we're recording this, you know, before obviously the 11th is when we're allowed to, to, to drop this and talk about it and we're getting it all down so we can drop on the 11th. How's that putting out a book on like day hey, hey. one of you get for, well, get thanks. The scoop, man. Yeah. Well, a lot of times I only get it like a week before it comes out here. We got it like almost two weeks before it came, we were allowed to talk yeah. about it. So we had time to, to read it. Yep. Woo, 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 woo. Wow. <laughs> Should we jump into this? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, all right, so the lore. Now, I, I definitely want to go through it, as we always do. Um, mm-hmm. The lore is cool, and there are really cool things in here. But mm-hmm. as you and I, I both talked about earlier, the lore is a little repetitive. <laughs> you know, yeah. We're gross. I mean, if you, we want to make things. You, yeah. yeah. If you know this game and you've played it for a while, you know what what's up. Nurgle's shtick is pretty, pretty you yeah. know. There are some cool, and I'm not saying there aren't. There's cool things that they talk about in here, uh, mm-hmm. stuff that really kind of gets me excited for this army. Nurgle's always been my favorite of the Chaos Gods. Mm. Um, they're all cool. They've all got their own thing. Uh, yeah. Zinch confuses me. You know the fact that he's yeah. the fact that he's so twist got he can see so many possible futures and has so many pl- that he often trips himself up. Like is just mm-hmm. weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Slanesh is. Uh, Slanesh gets excessive to me. Um, I mean, it's nothing wrong corn. with it. It just gets excessive. Corn is corn's kind corn. of awesome. Corn is kind of awesome. Corn is kind of awesome. Because, and you got a horned rat now. Oh, yeah. And you got the horned rats. Skaven are pretty cool, too. Um, you know, and I like I said, and I like corn. Um, it, you know, in fact, it plays often like most of the armies I play. It's missing a phase. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, you know, Nurgle is just, Papa Nurgle's so, like, you know, you know, like I said, Slanesh is weird, and Zinch is confusing, and mm-hmm. Corn is just angry all the time. Nurgle yeah. is just like happy and like here, <laughs> you know, take the and it's such a weird. 
he's he's so different in demeanor and everything than all the other chaos gods. Right. My my favorite is always Zinch, uh, just from you know the beginning of when I started getting into this game. Yeah. That that was sort of the you know the first I guess of the chaos gods I sort of collected was. Was that and then Zinch is very cool because magic is neat, yeah. and if you like yeah. magic, Zinch is definitely yeah. your way to go. Yeah, magic and shooting was always kind of my thing, you know, in the fantasy version of the game. So yeah, in fact, I'm playing. I got a I got an app game that games works. I've been playing. It's called Warhammer Chaos and Conquest. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I I've got mostly Zinch armies on there. You play a chaos. You have a chaos fort, and you're. Out there oh, okay. in the, you're in you're in the old world, nice. sacking cities and and taking things <laughs> over for for the chaos gods, yeah. and uh, it's fun. But yeah, I've got a lot of Zinch stuff on that. But Nurgle is just is and plus it's fun to paint him like everything else. You know, Corn's mm. got a basic color scheme, and and Nurgle has the most basic color scheme. But there's always oh, little yeah. weird, gross things you could paint on right. it. Plus, if you get a little sloppy and a little muddy, it, you can get away with it. Get away with it, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, no, no, I mean, no army lends itself to, you know, <laughs> contrast contrast paints, washes, and, you know, just dry brushing than Nurgle does. No kidding. Except maybe, the only thing maybe more would be the old wood elves, all those tree models. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can those old yeah. metal tree kin and tree because it was just oh, okay. all lumpy and bumpy. Hit them with brown and <laughs> yeah. dry brush them, and you're like, "This yeah. looks really good." Yeah, I was, I'm tempted to bust out my, I don't know, ninety metal dryads, have a go with some, <laughs> have a go, have a go with some of the wildwood contrast paint, and just see how many I can get done. Oh, I'm thinking you can get a ton. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, speaking of which, and I know we're not doing this right now. Nobody tell Harrison. I started painting his realm lords. Uh huh. I can't. I don't know what I want to paint them though. So I actually, because I've got three cool mm-hmm. schemes, and I'm painting yeah. three spearmen, one in each scheme, and he's going to be home next Friday from school. Ah, okay. And uh, I'm gonna be like, okay, which one do you like? So I know what to do with. I'm mm-hmm. kind of hoping he picks the blue with the cream. I can do blue with the yeah. white, but the blue yeah. with the cream, that cream color, is just one of the contrast paints. Okay. And then a little That's bit of easy. highlight, and it's like, oh, this yeah. is easy. <laughs> I will say this, you though. Like, I, like easy. I'm dis- I'm a little disappointed because I sprayed the whole army Gracier, and mm. now I'm looking at the books, and all of their paint schemes are based on if you pr- spray your army with Wraithbone. Yeah. And it's it, it looks different, but I'm just like, mm. I'm painting up three schemes. Excuse me. Let him look at them, decide what he likes, and then I'm going to paint. I haven't, nice. I haven't put a brush to a model. I've built a lot, but I have not put a brush mm-hmm. to a model uh, months. Really? Mo- mo- I mean, la- wow. last summer. Jeez. The summer was the summer was would have been the last time at the at the mm-hmm. latest. Uh and mm-hmm. that was just to get stuff ready for for cuz I haven't had any tournaments to do and I've been building yeah. and doing other things uh and I just haven't had the I haven't had the motivation. Mm-hmm. And I sat down and I actually started to paint and gosh, I was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> First of all, I'm rusty. It's hard it's hard to stay in the lines. Yeah. I'm kind of sucking. But uh-huh. it's like I just got to exercise these muscles again because that was uh, yeah. this morning I woke up and I looked at the three of them. Like last night I was like, oh, these are terrible. I'm looking at them this morning. I'm like, this isn't too bad. Like, That's I, cool. I'm, I'm happy to be painting. But we're not talking about Realm Lords. We're talking about the nope. exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, exact opposite of Realm Lords. Nurgle. Few Ugh. beings are as sickening as the maggotkin. 
nightmarish <laughs> armies, the true horror of mortality, um, the unholy stench that makes even veteran warriors gag, disease modeled flesh. It just this is this is yeah. you know the walking vectors of disease. That phrase comes up a not a lot a not. Yeah, um, rusting blades and slime dripping flails need only to scratch a foe to seal their doom i swear you know i go through That's and i highlight bonus. my book mm-hmm. because i highlight for taking notes and stuff like that i write in my book i don't care i know people get offended i'm not keeping these forever you mm-hmm. know this is not like i if i bought like some fancy 150 dollars collector's edition i'm not writing in that but <laughs> okay. you know for this yeah i'm taking notes because i want to i want to have notes had i known how many i would have i would have marked every one of them <laughs> In fact, if I get time, yeah. this is one of those things I wish I knew before I started reading. Like, what what's the phrase they're going to use? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, like, how many the... times are they going to mention lightning in the Stormcast? Just go <laughs> mark it and, and t- tally it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. I, I never saw the word scrofulous in this book. I can't believe it. Oh, really? That, that's, that was one of their go-to words back in the day. For Scro- scrofulous. <laughs> not in here. But yeah, had I known, I would have done a super cut at the end of the show, just read all the bits that said that, you know? (laughs) Scratch a foe and seal their doom. uh, It's so gross. All right, (laughs) so um, for those of you who don't know, Nurgle is one of the four chaos gods, and he is the god of decay. Um, Everything in this army is green and brown and poopy and disgusting and pustulant and weepy sores and, and gross. Um, yeah, plague and disease and yep. death and yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting that they talk about Nurgle. Um, you know, ever since the first mortal succumbed to hopelessness, has existed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's what happens. Is as as he'll spread disease and you'll get sick, but you won't die. The pain will get too much. You'll cry out for any sort of relief, and that's what oh. Nurgle will give you. You won't feel it anymore. It won't take the the disease away, but he will make the pain right. go away. There's an interesting thing here. It does talk about how Nurgle is the happiest of all the chaos gods, and yeah. he cherishes. Actually, yeah, go ahead. I would say it actually sort of mentions those words. You know what I mean? He's a mirthful lord who cherishes all those pledged his service. You're like you don't. You don't expect to see those kinds of words in a chaos book, you know. Yep. In fact, his his territory is neither a fortress nor a palace, but a festering garden filled with noisome wonder. Um. So this, I think, there's an there's a there's a real key facet here that they point out that I think is wonderful for the Nurgle philosophy. Um, The Maggotkin claim that hope is a treacherous thing. A fleeting mirage that will inevitably betray them. In the end, all succumb to decay. Even the great empires of the age of myth could not escape downfalls brought on by stagnation and corruption. Far better to accept as much and be remade strong enough to endure, to revel in misery and suffering, rather than foolishly seek to rise above it. Um, for all their horrific transformation, they are the o- they consider themselves the only beings who have acknowledged the harsh truth of the cosmos mm-hmm. and that's that's you know there's that's their whole that's sort thing. of their philosophy yeah that's mm-hmm. their philosophy in a nutshell but it also mentions that you know it says that the fact that it was often nurgle's own plagues that drove them to the brink initially escapes most of 
their number it says sure so it's like yeah. it's not just it's not it's just, it's just happening it's like nurgle is making this happen yeah he's the per he's the one who's causing these diseases and causing you to suffer it's just that saying once you get into that you should just give up and you know yep and I love how they feel about all these. When they encounter one who rejects the grandfather's teachings, rage bubbles in their guts. The servants mm-hmm. of Zinch, who's, who would see change without respect for stagnation, or the faithful of Sigmar, who try to rebuild already failed empires, or I love this, the undead that arrogantly persist in defiance of entropy. Yeah. <laughs> I love how they have a special dislike for the undead. No, you're dead. Yeah. You're supposed to yeah. stay down. No, no, we just keep going. <laughs> no, you're cheating. That's not how this works. They get so right. pissed. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. This book is full of that stuff. Yes. It's really cool. Uh, and I also like that, uh, should the Maggotkin have their way, so they believe reality will be remade according to their God's will, and through wallowing in such hellish squalor, the folk of the realms shall at least uh, shall at last know peace. See, that's right. all he wants. He just wants everybody to be just peaceful. Peace. It's everyone to be happy. Yeah, and, yeah. peaceful in decay. So did, <laughs> it's neat how they always write these in the relation to the, you know, the army that's being presented. It's kind oh, of, sure. It's fun. Yeah, it, you get their point of view, and I, I love. That's mm-hmm. one of the great things. Is oh, hold up, I just knocked over my water. Oops, knocked over my water. But that's what's great uh, here is that they, uh, you know, all of these books get that particular point of view yeah and that's what was so fun about this book it's not like i read it wasn't too many new revelations in the neural right. book i mean he is what he is and what he always has been mm-hmm. uh it's just the joy with which yeah <laughs> this book i mean you know like i said when you read corn it's all anger and rage and destroying things mm-hmm. even when you read the orcs it's all you know they're ha- they love a good scrap but it's a lot of this that nurgle is just like oh i'm just i'm just working on these new diseases yeah there you go guys yeah, just come check them come check them out they're pretty great yep hey guys can you pass these new diseases out i got some new diseases <laughs> yeah it's a different way that they wrote the book because they used to write them usually with the uh you know, with the uh, perspective of the Empire is how most of the army books back were. Back in the old Warhammer pres- days. Back yeah. in the old Warhammer days, yeah. And this is not like that at all. <laughs> yep. So now we get into this, uh, you know... Oh, goodness, I dropped something else. I don't know what is wrong with me today. I cannot manage to keep anything on this desk. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so... It says how the age of myth, and he would ex- observe, Nurgle would just observe through these eyes of his plague fly servants. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when people would get just really down and depressed and, and downtrodden, there he was, ready to whisper soothing assurances, promising an end to grief, if only they would abandon worship of their pantheon of order and embrace the older, truer gods. Mm. And you start reading all this, and this is just one, he, you know, uh, he's. Just, you know, hey, I I can take the pain away. That's what you're asking for, right? You just want the pain to stop. Yeah. Which technically, and, that's all he does, you know. Uh, and it's and it works. These people all just sort of fall over to him. Now, all of the different chaos gods sort of gravitated to a realm. Yep. Uh, and Nurgle gravitated to the realm of life, and of course he did. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it's he 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 thought they were sort of a matched pair. Disease is an all-conquering form of life, right? It grows mm-hmm. and and continues on, and so right, and it's and it's cyclical too. Like you mentioned that several times, how you know Nurgle's power waxes and wanes, mm-hmm. you know, to like you know like a like a contagion. You know, it gets really strong, really powerful, and then it kind of drops off. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of thing. The same thing with the realm of life that you know has its its seasons. You know, it's spring. Yeah, it's spring. It's summer. It's fall. It's winter. And it's the same kind of idea. Now, even though with what's happened, Gairan, you know, especially after with Teclas coming in and and mm-hmm. stopping the the net, you know the um, the so ending the Soul Wars. Yeah, uh, and the the realm of life, this big spurt of growth of life. Nurgle still runs most of the realm. Of yeah, life. That's a, yeah, just like all the other realms too, right? Yeah, it says here, even to this day, stepping outside those few territories reclaimed by order is to brave the most terrible blights. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it talks about the cycles and Alarial, and we've gone through a right. lot of this stuff. Um, right. Yeah, I kind of mentioned like how Gyron is actually, you know, sort of becoming part of the Garden of Nurgle, you know, because the, you know, the, the walls of reality sort of where thin, you know, where his plays are most, you know, prevalent. That is some fascinating stuff. That yeah. is interesting um, because you see the other gods breaking through. There's a lot of that breaking mm-hmm. through, breaking into the realm. Um, yeah. He is, it's, it, there's, it's just sort of becoming there. Yeah. It's just starting to show up instead of, them breaking through from their realm into this realm and wreaking havoc, this realm yeah. is—it's—it's it's like they're overlapping, right? And it just—it's—it's you know—it's almost like you might not even realize, you know, where the, you know, the, the change happens. Like, mm-hmm. are you still in Gyron or are we in the Garden of Nurgle now? You know, you're not quite sure. Yeah, and that's really cool when they start to overlap. And they talk about—in fact, we're going to have a bunch of these things. They start talking about the stuff that. Um, What's his name? Did oh, in the in the Shattered Realms. Why am I blanking on his name? The first demon Ooh. prince. Oh, Belakor. Belakor yeah. with him messing up and destroying the the magical lines and and, and making that mess for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find out those places yeah. that he messed up are the places that Nurgle seems to to thrive. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about that in a bit, but. Um, this idea of just corrupting these areas where it can come through. Now, um, you know, Nurgle's got some some of his favorites as well. He did become fixated on Gyran, and then after after the Realmgate Wars and all that stuff happened, suddenly he's like, oh, you know, I've been spending so much time fighting her over Gyran that I've forgotten to give all my blessings to all these other realms. Yeah. So he sends out Horticulus Slimex, who is basically one of the first. Yeah, um, he's the gardener. Yeah. He's, he's the a, gardener in the Garden of Nurgle. And he's cranky. He is the <laughs> crankiest old. He is just a bitter old Nurgleite. He's out there just, you know, riding his snail, tending the garden. Yeah. But he is, for for a, for a servant of one of the most mirthful of gods, he has no sense of humor. Mm-mm. There's a there's a couple of the demons that are like that. The Nurgle demons are just cranky. <laughs> yep. Um, and then Horticulus actually that was when they were in 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 uh, in the realm of death. 
uh, right before the uh, what, right as the Soul Wars were happening, right before the ne- Necroquake, mm-hmm. they couldn't get in there and stop it, and Horticulus retreated before the Necroquake. Um, yeah. yeah, they were actively trying to prevent Nagash from completing his ritual. Yeah. They, they, Which is amazing. Yeah, they were overcome by a shocking rage. They had sold themselves to Nurgle to escape mortality. How dare the dead defy their place in the grandfather's works? They don't get to, they, they have to die and decay. They can't just keep going. They're cheating. Right. And yeah. it enrages them. In fact, the, the Nurgle has a weird special rage against the undead. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a weird to me it's a weird thing. Because yeah. you figure all this living stuff they'd want to kill and they're like, Yeah, but that thing's dead and it's not staying down. Yeah, it should just be dead. Yeah. Right. You're breaking the rules. You are flouting grandfather's thing where when things have to die and decay, why won't you just decay? Yeah. You just continue on and you're and th- that's wrong. And it's just funny how much necromancy <laughs> offends Nurgle. Yeah, it's it's such a slight difference too. I mean, like the Magakin are just basically just walking corpses, basically. But you know, it's fine. They're not dead technically, but they might as well be. <laughs> yeah, but they're demons and they're vectors of disease, and there's things that continue to grow. Yeah. But things have to die so that they can decay and stuff right. can grow from them. You know, exactly. Exactly. And it's not doing this. Uh, so you got these guys going through, and this is, um, you know, it talks about when Alarial, uh started everything going again. Uh, to Nurgle's followers, the rebirth in Gairan was agonizing. Yeah, that was a, that was a tough blow for them. Uh, and not just because she won, but because all that l- blooming life that was devoid of any disease or pestilence, it was growth mm-hmm. without... Without the fecundity, it was yeah. you know growth without contagion. It was just not right. <laughs> and this is when they start. This is where they start talking about how maybe it, we couldn't just extend Nurgle's Garden here, but displace it with Nurgle's Garden into this reality. Yeah. Um, and so, and now it talks about their plans. The you, we, remember when we read the Stormcast, how the Dawnbringer Crusades come in and they build them right on mm-hmm. the ley lines for power. Yep. Yep. Well, that's yeah. great. We'll just go and destroy your town. We'll poison it all. <laughs> we'll turn it into a plague vector, and that'll poison that ley line right th- We can destroy it and make it closer to Nurgle's garden just by d- corrupting what you just did. Yeah. yeah. I like how all the new books are just taking advantage of the storm, of the Dawnbringer Crusades. They're yeah. like, oh, the cruel, the cruel boys are like, ah, we'll just go in there now and. And we'll just knock those down, and we'll build these things. We'll trap more people, and Nurgle's like, "Yeah, cool. We'll use those to further our own goals." It's like, jeez. See, Sigmar's got the right idea, and everybody's trying to steal from him. Yep. Um, <laughs> now, oh, and then I love how they're talking about some of this uh, it, to test their strategy that they can do this. Uh, the Glotkin go into Erosia. And they attack seven outposts at the same time. And not only did they sack them all, but all the followers of Sigmar were so full of despair at watching their dreams be destroyed as these seven different places are all torn down at the same time. That despair, 
that destroying of their dreams, that lack of hope, that suddenly they gave up on all hope, and that just fueled Nurgle's power because that's exactly what he wants you to do is give up on any yeah. hope. And the, the ley lines corrupted. Um, you know, reality grows hazy, and suddenly Nurgle's garden is just there. Like it's not. Right. It's not just a. It's not just disease and corruption in in the mortal realms. Nurgle's garden is actually taking hold in this place. It's, it's actually there. Yeah. So I just love to say, if one squinted, they could even discern the blurry image of a terrible black mass upon the horizon. Yep. It's like, yeah. In, yep. this sm- in this small corner of Gyron, the garden had been made tangible. Like, dang. <laughs> That's really cool. That is really yeah. cool. Um, rituals of debasement enacted on a grand scale intended to wrench their master's domain into reality. If this occurred, those who enabled it would be favored beyond measure, and Nurgle's prominence in the great game would be ensured for all time. If Nurgle could pull his garden out of the realm of chaos into the actual realms... <laughs> yeah. Then yeah, he's, yeah, he's got a foothold in there that nobody else has. It's really, I mean, he would really be ahead. Okay. Um, the Garden of Nurgle. To, to gaze into the realm of chaos would send most mortals insane. While tally bands of plague bearers catalog the strains of infection that gestate within the garden's groves. Uh, talk about that. This is an impossible task for Nurgle's domain reflects his master's boundless creativity and is constantly birthing new and ever more potent maladies. Uh, the Black Mance is in the middle. Uh, few of Nurgle's concoctions meet his exacting standards. Those that do are ladled from his cauldron to wash over the realms as pestilent rain. And then soon new outbreaks will flourish. Only Garda's Steel Soul is known to have gone through the realm of... Nurgle and come out intact. But even Nurgle, who hates him for it, knows that he's got like nightmares and he knows that it's it 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 has scarred him. He's come out not insane and not a devotee, but Nurgle takes pleasure in knowing that he didn't walk out completely unscathed. (laughs) Let's talk about Gardas for a moment. I mean he's sure he's pretty awesome. He's pretty awesome. Kind of he went in there, he was like Chasing after, uh, like an army, right? Well, he, he was like, fi- no, he was fighting. The- he was fighting in the realm of life, and he was fighting against that great unclean one who like ate him yeah. and swallowed him, pulled him into the realm, and then they had opened that right. realm, and he like shoved that, shoved him in, and like tumbled yep. in with him or something like that. So he winds up trapped right. in Nurgle's realm. Yeah, and he just wanders goes, around for a while. Yeah. and gets out, <laughs> trudging through and fighting and all this stuff. I mean, there was even yeah. a group. There was that whole book where that group just went in and had, had had to go find him, yeah, and tried to go get him. And they were all stuck in there too. And just the despair that just builds and builds and builds the deeper you go in there. And all of them fighting off this hopelessness. Mm-hmm. It's a really mm-hmm. that was a really cool story. Play Garden was a great book. Yeah, um, that was a good one. But yeah, Gard is just like his faith in Sigmar. Just he wouldn't break. No. He's the only person, according to the book here, that has gone through Nurgle's Garden and has come out basically whole. Not insane, not devoted to Nurgle, not corrupted, not covered in poisons or or a vector for disease. He's come out. And that's amazing. Um... 
and I like this. In a corner of the, the Pox Fulcrum, in a corner of Nurgle's lab stands a lonely crow's cage, the prison of Pox Fulcrum, his personal taster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a good little box out here. Yeah, legend says it was some rival god that attracted his fixation. Upon it, he's bestowed two gifts, extreme susceptibility to his plagues and also the power to overcome them soon. So every time he makes something new, he feeds it to this guy because this guy, he can, <laughs> yeah. he can watch the effects and how much it tortures him. And then, But he also heals from it really quick so we can torture him again with something different. It doesn't even say what kind of demon he is. Nope. It says that the 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 legend states he was Legends? some rival god. Rival god. Yeah. That he just so he could be like a he could be like a like a pink horror or something like that who's just like ah, he's all messed up. Or, yeah, some sort of other god that he yeah. just yeah smashed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So now we've got the map. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let's let's keep going just a little bit more. We've got the map. We talk about the maggotkin that are they're a plague that walks. And I love they don't mm-hmm. judge victory by lands conquered or enemies slain. Though to keep tally of such thing both bolsters the ego of their champions and fulfills their obsessive need for categorization endemic to the plague bearer hosts. By the way, this comes up a lot in this. How mm-hmm. they are yeah. like compulsively counting. Counting yeah, the massive how many OCD. Yeah. How many <laughs> how many how many people in the battle did they infect? How many people right. did they how many different diseases are popping up? They count them yeah. constantly. They they kind of but they also mention a lot too that's like that's not that's not that's not like the end all be all. We just kind of do that. It's like it's not we're not really keeping track, but we kind of are. But we're not really but Well, they're yeah, trying really to, are, but you realize not, in the middle of a battle it's impossible, <laughs> but they're just doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's so weird. It's such a weird little OCD thing they've got going. Yeah, yeah. And then, and it's been in Nurgle. Lore, it's been in Nurgle lore forever. Too. Yeah. Um. And then basically, I love it. They look upon Alirio's work with a mixture of disgust and fascination. Her glorious forest and <laughs> sparkling waters, so close to perfection, lacking only their noxious touch to strip away the facade and bring the comforting stagnation of decay. Yeah. Ugh. And I like how they talk about it's not always the most lethal stuff that gets legendary stat. It's not the most lethal diseases. It's not just the stuff mm-hmm. that kills you fast. Those that cause a special suffering or that poison the afflicted on a spiritual as well as physical level are particularly revered by the worshippers of decay because they talk about how um in fact there's one of these groups who is who like they love to try to get uh poxes and diseases that affect affect the ethereal. Yeah, because a that goes after the undead, and right. b it's 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 an uncommon and much more difficult sort of disease to pull off. <laughs> Fantastic, I love it. Disease pro. Yeah, no kidding. Um, you know what? Let's let's do the uh, let's do the uh, space timeline. Because mm-hmm. then we can we can uh, we can just finish that up and talk about the host, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll actually start on the rules. Cool. Because uh, talking about the different uh, the different groups because they have special rules, we'll talk about that when we talk about their rules, and then all the different units we'll talk about them when we talk about their rules. So, yeah. uh, the timeline has a few things I like. Um, yeah, the one I liked was the clock strike seven. I like that one. Isn't that the story of Skaven Blight, but the clock struck thirteen? Isn't it's it almost the same, the same concept with the big kinda, clock? It's the, 
Yes, that's it. that is what happened in Skaven Blight. Yeah, but it's like so. This is a this is a little different. No, go ahead, but run yes. with it because I like this one too. Go ahead. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, it's basically these, you know, they're they've got this antique clock which they didn't think was working, and but it would ring like every now and then, like twice on the second night, three times on the third night, and they're kind of like trying to figure out what's going on in this chaos spot. They're going to uncover it. So they actually uncover a Zinch Arcanite plot to like, you know, destroy their town, and they figure it out and they defeat the Zinch, or the yeah the Zinch cult, and but then this one guy is like he doesn't quite believe it's a completely, you know, yeah. purged yet. So he's investigating. And he's like, uh oh, and he finds out that it's you know it's it's got this other issue with it. So when it strikes. Um, seven hundred and seventy-seven years earlier, the le- the clock <laughs> yeah. was finished. This, yeah, he's like, uh oh, and then he's like, it's gonna strike, you know, the seventh time, you know, and then so it he's too late, and then, you know, wrenches open a gate to the Garden of Nurgle, and you know, hordes of plague bearers and Nurglings come in there and just wipe out everything. <laughs> it's like, jeez. Well, it's interesting too because first of all, he finds out that the guy who built the clock realized that his greatest his greatest thing was eventually going you know it's sort of like Ozymandias you know that whole yeah, you yeah. got this thing but nothing's going to last and he just wants this this is his greatest creation he wants it to last forever so he makes a deal with Nurgle yeah and that's why the Zinch guys were attacking cuz they're Nurgle's enemy and they don't want him right. they don't want this plan to work yeah. And they stop the Zinch attack, except now every night the clock strikes one the first night. Like you said, on the seventh night it strikes seven times. And just the reality tears open and Nurgle guys start. And this town now is nothing but blight and ruin right. and disease, except for one immaculately, perfectly beautiful clock in the center. They kept their word yeah. and they left the clock yeah. to endure. <laughs> That's so I wonder if fantastic. They, should they should they have let the the Zinch cult like win? You know what I mean? Should they have found out what was going on? And I had don't know. the Zinch cult won and torn down the clock, that then yeah. Nurgle wouldn't have gotten through. And because those two hate each other, you could see it's like, oh, that yeah. was a bit of the grand game. They weren't just uh-huh. a Zinch cult trying to get the city; they were a Zinch cult trying to stop the Nurgle uh, deal yeah. from happening. It's such a great little <laughs> bit of story there. Yeah, it's a really good. I, w- I wonder if somebody actually wrote like a a story or something, and then they just kind of super condensed it into this entry. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what else do we got here. Uh, they talk about Horticulus Slimex again. They talk about. Um, I just, I mean, there's there's some good stories here. I'm just trying to think. Uh, oh, gifts from above. That one grabbed me. Uh, okay. Droning guard descend on the sulfurous swamp of Batar. The cruel boys. They mm. go and they attack the cruel boys, and they and the stingers, you know, are impaling any greenskin, but they don't die. They get infected because this is what Nurgle does, right? The mm-hmm. droning guard retreat. The shamans of the orcs soon develop a keen interest in their infected clanmates, taking samples of their infected blood, creating poisons that leave enemies alive but racked by horrific illness. And so, you know, the cruel boys are all about brewing poisons and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's one of their special rules. Well, they get attacked by Nurgle. They get hit with these poisons, and rather than try to purge it, they're like, oh, this is cool. 
and they yeah. start using you it. You can use this. And yeah. Nurgle has no problem with that. Nurgle's like, you want to take my diseases and pass them on? Cool. And I'm just wondering, <laughs> are we going to get, can we get Chaos Oryx this way? Because that, that, <laughs> that would be interesting. Because the Cruel Boys come up again. They come up in The, the Blighted Beast. You yeah. know, where they talk about some of these uh, maggot kin uh, will look, will secretly seek out marauding oryx and ogres, prolonging battle until their foes are thoroughly infected and then withdraw. And then mm-hmm. they they don't realize they're now carrying hyper contagious diseases. And you got more cruel boys. You know, some cruel boys war clans bargain with Nurgle sorcerers to infect their grot lackeys so they can send them ahead. And weaken the foes and cheat with all their little poisons and diseases. I'm like, oh, cruel boys and Nurgles again. I keep getting ideas. <laughs> yeah, they have kind of the same idea with the you know the spreading of disease and mm-hmm. messing up the waters and you know it's the it's yeah. So they would. Yeah. But then you get this last little bit, and it's to to incarnate the garden. Uh, the mm-hmm. maggot can begin focusing their efforts on new Sigmite strong points, seeking to corrupt the ley lines. And induce such hopelessness mm-hmm. that the garden may be physically transported into reality. I see yeah. a I see a book coming with this. I see a like a, mm-hmm. a, a black library. Yeah, book coming. I I, I guess is that the next um, uh, realm of battle? You know, for the game will mm-hmm. be the realm of life. You think so? I think so. I, I saw some little threads and hints of that in this book. Uh, and some stuff that I saw online on the website. Yeah, it could be. I'm just. I was just wondering if they were gonna open up. You know, you know. Uh, I don't know. Hish. They already pushed away and locked down and pushed away uh, Nagash. And I don't mm-hmm. think they'd go into Ulgu yet. Although I'm hoping to see some Ulgu stuff next year. It could be. It, mm-hmm. I mean, you never know where it's gonna be. Uh, mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. very well could be in the realm of life, especially since Alariel had this big. Yeah, bloom of life when 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 Teclas went and, and messed up Nagash. So it yep. could and now be. the Nurgle now Nurgle is also super focused on that realm. Yeah, and uh, it's it's totally possible. I'm I will tell you this. I am a, absolutely fascinated with what's going to be the next realm for the for the when the next uh, General's Handbook comes out. Mm-hmm. Because that's when's that know, usually when's that when does that usually come out? Well, this only came out in like August, so. <sighs> Yeah, I'm assuming we got a while. August or September. Yeah, we got a long way. We only got this a few months ago, I think. At least the General's Handbook. What's that? Didn't the book come out in July? I mean, the new edition usually comes out in July. It was like July or August. Was it? Okay. Yeah, we've only had it a little I, I, while. It seems like a while because we've been playing it, and it's and it's been yeah. fun, and we, we've sort of just fallen into the going along with it. But, yeah, it hasn't yeah. been that long. So uh, let's take a break. And we're going to come okay. back and talk about the sort of the breakdown. There's a little quick thing about the uh, the contagiums and the cysts. And then we'll jump yeah. into the rules. And the rest of this lore, we will um, sort of, as we, as we hit the rules, we'll tie it in with the different groups and the different uh, units and stuff. Because we tried that yeah. in the last couple books. And I'm actually really enjoying that. That makes it fun for me. So, yeah. All right, cool. We'll be right back.
There's always something happening at Grognard's. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, and at grognardgames.com. They are now open daily from 12 to 7 for your gaming pleasure. Now, if you want, you can go into the store, find what you need. Not comfortable going into the store, even with a mask on? Call them up for curbside pickup. Or order online at grognardgames.com. They've got what you need. They've got Warhammer. They've got Dungeons & Dragons. They've got Marvel Crisis Protocol. They've got Battletech. They've got a huge pre-owned section. And you can find it on grognardgames.com or in the store. Now, you can't play in the store right now. Still got to have social distancing protocols. And if I got to stay more than six feet away from you, probably can't play a game of Magic. Probably going to be pretty difficult to play a game of Warhammer either. But you can still get all your hobby needs met at Grognards. Because if the world starts to reopen and your hobbying starts to take off again, you know you're going to need stuff. And you can find it at Grognards. And why? You know why. Because there's always something happening at Grognards. And we are back. Hello. Talking hey, hey. Nurgle, Blight Kings, Rot Flies, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I like this part. They talk in when you get to this section with the infectious host, and it's always this. We're going to break down, our, you know, their how they rank up their armies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a small wonder that the god birthed from desperate impulses shares. Okay. Oh, wait, let me back up. When confronted with their own impermanence, many mortals seek solace through categorization and tallying. Banishing despair through clinging to their possessions and supposed achievements. You know, keeping score, right? Keeping score of what we've managed yep. to achieve in our lives. If such could stave off the inevitable decline of the, as I'm sorry, as if such could stave off the inevitable decline of the flesh. Small wonder that the god birthed from desperate in such desperate impulses shares in this obsession, or that his armies, the plague legions and rot bringer contagiums, exhibit a bizarrely pernickety and fastidious structure. So you know we <laughs> get you know it's once again we get that thing that the, the chaos gods are built from the emotions of living creatures. Yeah. Without the uh, without the emotions and all that craziness from living creatures, the chaos gods would wither. Um, mm-hmm. And they seem to feed off humans the most. We seem to have the most. Yeah, makes sense. The most fun with us. Um, okay, so plague legions. They start off. They've got two. They've got plague legions are formed for the demonic foot soldiers. This is mostly the. This is your demon Nurgle stuff. Yeah, this is this is the plague bearers and the yeah great unclean you know, the, ones, great unclean ones, and and yep. you get seven the, tally bands in there because you're going to have seven units, of course, because it's Nurgle's number. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's sort of how they also a lot of these different plague legions has a specific strain of disease that they like to spread. I think that's interesting. Yep. I think that's absolutely fascinating that they got certain types of diseases that they love yeah. to spread. Um, and then you've got the rot bringer contagiums, and these are mortals. Uh, these are the, the Nurgle mortals, and they are right. built so, around cysts. I have a so question, gross. yeah, about plague bearers in general. And it used to be that if you died from a disease caused by Nurgle, you would be transformed into 
a plague bear, right? Horn and grow out of the top of your head. Right. Your eyes, two eyes that merge into one, become all nerdly. That is that not a thing anymore? I'm not certain because <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think if you give over your soul to him, they said certain things give over the soul. They can wake up in Nurgle's garden and sort of be. Used, but I thought the plague bearers were just like the other demons. They were a bit of him. Mm. So apparently, if I mean, you come it, back as a as a Nurgle mortal, I mean, maybe some of them, the the rot, like for sh- like for sure, like if you like the name of the disease was Nurgle's rot, right? And if you con- if you contracted that, that's what happened to you. You got you know you turned into a plague bearer. Like I don't see any mention of that in here at I, all. You know what I. And I see Nurgle's Nurgle's rot is definitely in here, but that's the way that it it happens, and you know, people turn into plague bearers. Basically, is not in now. Here. You become blight kings, apparently. I, like those are the that's what the mortals seem to turn it. And I, you know what? I was thinking the same thing because they definitely separate this. Even the six things you could be a part of the you know you could pick one of your six little uh, factions. Yeah. Three yeah. of them are demons. Three of them are. Uh, you know, humans. Mm-hmm. And when you get to this human part, it, it really looks like the, it's, uh, it's well, the human, just yeah. Blight Kings. Yeah. Huh. So the humans are just Blight Kings now. And the, yeah, I, interesting. Well, you know, when we get to the part we're talking about the lore, we'll skim, we'll skim the uh, lore for the units again and see if it mentions anything. Because I thought the same thing. I agree with you. I yeah. thought that that's what happened, and there doesn't seem to be a mention of that in this book. Now, maybe yeah, it does happen. It. You know, maybe it's just right. the, the maybe it's the special humans, the ones that actually, mm. you know, I don't, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, you go back to like the realm of chaos books. You know, you remember those? Those? Do you have those? Oh, you ever read those? Some of them. I have some of them. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, you know, that's definitely all that stuff. You that's know? definitely some cool stuff too. All right, so let's jump into some rules here because the rules here are pretty rad. I'm just trying to find the page. Here we go. Now, uh, plague legions and contagiums. You can be. Uh, you can pick a sub faction, and we'll talk about yeah. each sub faction and its special rule. Uh, you guys know how this works. You want, you know, if you pick one of these, then you all get that keyword and you get that bonus. Now, there's the choices are. There's go the choices real quick. Yeah, munificent wanderers, befouling host, droning guard, blessed sons, drowned men, and filth bringers. Now, the first three are Nurgle demons, munificent wanderers. Okay, uh, munificent wanderers. This uh, It says, while all Nurgle's demons feel a need to spread ripe diseases, it's nothing short of an obsession for these guys. They follow mm-hmm. Thrombolox the Giving, the great unclean one, that actually studied under no less than Kur- Kugath, one of Nurgle's most accomplished plague brewers. Yeah. Uh, these guys are entrusted with many, many of the the, the most choice Maladies, the most treasured strains of disease go to these guys. Um, Epidemius shows a lot of favor to the wanderers and has on several occasions had them go out there with plagues. Uh, even by the standards of demons, these guys are relentless to get in, to trying to get into reality and spread diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What else? Okay. Uh, on the battlefield, they are an unsubtle force. They're demons wielding plague swords. And, oh, look, a scratch is enough to spread hyperinfectious <laughs> contagion. <laughs> of course. They don't see – the thing with these guys, they they don't really seem – they don't care about conquering. They don't care about – they care about spreading Nurgle's diseases. That is their number one thing that they want to do more than anything, right. spread Nurgle's disease around. Right. So if we then if you look if we look at their box out of what they actually do beyond the lore, um, their rule is infested with wonders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says so we just want to let's go into go the rule it. here. Yeah. It says if an enemy unit is within three inches of a friendly munificent wanderer's plague bearer host that has ten or more models at the end of the movement phase or combat phase, it receives two disease points instead of one. For being within three inches of any friendly Magikin of Nurgle units, so that sort of leads us into. Yeah, you know, we should probably points. go before we go over these guys. Yeah. We should go over the special rules before we go over them because I just thought as you read that I'm like, oh crap. Yeah, um, we didn't say what disease points are. Now this is fantastic. If you are diseased, now it gets a little complicated. There's going to be some. Uh, there's going to yeah, be some accounting. Some... You're going to want to have tokens. Yeah, definitely going to need tokens, tokens or... or little green beads. Or maybe some green yeah. dice so that you could put them there. Okay. But, uh, yeah, like an eight-sided die or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it can only go up to seven. Not, good call, mm-hmm. an eight-sided die. Mm-hmm. Good call, Chris. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the movement phase and at the end of the combat phase, give a disease point to each enemy unit that's within three inches of any friendly maggotkin units. Right. Okay. Uh you can have a maximum of seven disease points at any one time. You can't go over seven. You can't be given more unless they manage to get rid of some. Then you can go back and, and keep adding up to seven. Mm-hmm. Then at the start of the battle shock phase, so before you're actually taking your tests, for each disease point an enemy has, make one die roll called a disease roll. For each four plus, they take a mortal wound. At the end of the Battleshock phase, reduce the number of disease points each enemy unit has down to one. Yeah. So you can have up to seven. So every unit, before they're taking Battleshock, has to roll for these poisons and see how many guys drop, which right before the Battleshock test is going to bump those numbers up and give a better chance that you're going to break and run because watching your friends fall down after this this round of combat sort of ends. You hit a lull yeah. and your friends are just dropping from on their own. That's going yeah. to a, uh, raise your despair. So I have a question about the timing of that. So battle shock phase, mm-hmm. doesn't that only take into account wounds caused in the shooting and combat? No. Because you're... Well, I mean, are you sure? Because uh, like... Because this is you're actually dying in the battle shock phase to this. Yeah, rule. but it, it's all it's all wound it's all wounds or all models that have died up to that point in the turn, because you could okay. you, you could die in the hero you could lose guys in the hero phase to magic and stuff like that. True. You, you can you can lose guys in the charge phase after they charge and yeah, you do you charges. do combat you com, you know, yeah. impact hits. So yeah. So, Okay, I'm just wondering because I don't know if any, there's any rules where you die in the battle shock phase other than from battle shock. Yeah, th- yeah, and this is this is what it's doing. <laughs> now think about this. Now here, once you're infected, you will carry over that one disease point to your next turn until all of your disease points have been healed. You can yeah. heal them now. 
So I've got seven disease points. You roll seven dice. I take however many four-ups and mortal wounds, and all the disease points go away except one because you can't shake the disease. Not during the battle, okay? So diseased uh, – oh, oh, by the way, before you can heal, if an unmodified hit roll for an attack made with a missile or melee weapon by a friendly Magatkin model is six, you also get a disease point in addition yeah. – to the damage it does. So okay. the odds that a unit, once you get stuck into combat, the odds that your unit can wind up getting seven disease points is really high. Yeah, it's pretty good. And you at least have five, at least have five or so, five, six. End of the like movement phase and end of the combat phase, you're going to get one. So once you've gotten any, like at the end of that first battle yeah. shock phase, I'm going to have one left over. Next, end of the next movement phase, I'm going to get, that's going to make two. End of the combat phase, so I'm going to have at least three, okay? If I, well, because if I had of any, the movement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's the movement not even phase, counting you get one. any combat. Phase two. Six is right. to hit, do a disease point in addition to any damage it inflicts. Yeah, and there's like a billion different ways to give people disease points in this book. Oh, like, it's just so everywhere. Many. Uh, and so literally at the end of, each not not at the end of the the the, the every player turn. Yeah. So in a battle round, I could have up to fourteen disease points getting rolled for on a four up. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a mortal yeah. wound. So if you can right. if if you start maxing this out on units, that's you're averaging about seven mortal wounds they're taking per battle round. And with the yeah. size of units now, yeah, th- dude, this is brutal. Now, if yeah. you have well, it's gonna it's gonna make you want to play like you got you're gonna want to keep the Nurgle units at arm's length. You're gonna be like, nope, <laughs> I don't really want to get in combat with you. Right? How do you so, keep them away three inches? Yeah. Or how do you, you what are you gonna do? Throw throw little blockers in and try to shoot at them? I mean, yeah. Uh, so when a player Maybe. uses an ability that allows them to heal wounds that have been ha- allocated for each wound they're allowed to heal, they can instead remove a disease point. Right. So if you're running spells that allow you to heal. Mm-hmm. Or use an ability lot. that allows them to heal any wounds. So those that 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 uh, what do you call it? That thing you can do in the hero phase, heroic re- heroic recovery, or, or rally, where you roll dice on a six, you can put a, a do you recover wounds? Or you put a model back. You put models back. Oh, okay. Rally. So that's not that's not healing wounds. Okay, it's mm-hmm. just putting models back. Yeah. So suddenly it's like, do I do I heal wounds or do I try to take off these disease points and, and get rid of this nonsense? Mm-hmm. This is. Crazy. I think, I think I think you could heal wounds and remove disease points with the same roll. No, 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 no. It says I think it says for, for each e- wound that you, they are allowed to heal, you can they instead, can instead remove one disease. Point. Not in addition so, to instead. Well, I'm just saying that you can't do both. So say you have a unit that's been wounded five times uh-huh. and has two and has two disease points on it, mm-hmm. and you roll. I don't know. You you heal seven wounds. I think you could heal all five wounds and the two disease points. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think... Okay. Yeah, it says for each wound that you're allowed to heal, you can instead move a disease point. So, yeah, you can go and do that. So I could take away two disease points okay. and then heal the other yeah. five. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were saying for, uh, you know, if I could heal five, I could pull five wounds and... I could pull oh, no. five points and heal five wounds. No, no, no. All right, you can, uh, you can also... Um, these are legions, so you can have coalition... So you can have uh, two out of every four units can be slaves to darkness, Nurgle, 
one out of every four units can be clan pestilence, and one out yeah. of every four units can also be beast of chaos as long as they're not zinch. Right. So you can do a coalition. Do clan pestilence have the Nurgle keyword? I don't remember. Uh, it says they will be. They must be give. Um, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta look. I gotta look real quick. <laughs> yeah, I'm not curious. sure. Go ahead and look. Now, that's just the disease stuff. They also have disgustingly resilient, which, if you don't know, it's a five-up ward. And in addition, at the start of your hero phase, heal one wound allocated to each friendly megakin of Nurgle model. Now that's yeah. that's basically one wound per unit because you can't have multiple models in the same unit mm-hmm. having a wound. But every model can heal a wound. And yeah. um, well, the, I mean, the five-up ward is bonkers. Th- yeah. The whole ar- the whole army friendly mannequin of Nurgle gets a five poured and heals a wound. And if you're a locus of fecundity, which is if you are a great unclean one, if you're Horticulus Slimex, if you're the Glotkin, or if you're Festus, mm-hmm. if you uh, if the model's unit is within fourteen inches of that, not wholly. If the right. model's unit is within 14 inches of any of those models, you heal D3 wounds. Yeah. And the size of those bases, the Glotkin base, is yeah, gigantic. The, the great unclean <laughs> one. Even the Horticulus has got a pretty decent size base. Mm-hmm. So, by, by the way, by the way, all the Nurgle, all the Clan Pestilence stuff is Nurgle keyword, but it's not Maggotkin, so it doesn't. But it does have Nurgle, and that's something. Yes. Okay, so what else? Also, you can summon Nurgle demons and mm. feculent Naromaws if you have enough contagion points. Right, so that's another new. Well, not, those aren't new. No, they that's not new. It's just it, the way you get it's it. Just how it works. I think they simplified totally it a little bit. Oh yeah. At the start of your hero phase, you get three. If there's any any uh, maggotkin units wholly within your territory, and three if there's any friendly maggotkin units wholly in your opponent's territory. So you get three of before it was you get this here and that here and another one if it's over here and this now it's like if you got any guys on your side you get three if you got them on their side you also get three. Yep. Uh, if you receive CPs for a territory and there are no enemy models in that territory you get an extra. Right, so you could have eight. Well, I don't think you if, could. Well, get no, eight. you could. Well, you could have seven. Yeah. Right. Because holy, if, if there's nobody in your territory or nobody in in their um, unless there's like, they they're got, all the no man's land. Yeah. I guess if the whole enemy army was no, it says no enemy models in the yeah. So you'd have to have in most you're gonna get a seven. Unless, you, unless seven. you have territories that are smaller and there's that like an area in the middle of the board that's nobody's territory. I suppose. I suppose so. I suppose so. Yeah. So if you have any CPs at the end of your movement phase, you can summon one unit or terrain feature from the list below and add it. Uh, you pay the number of CPs, and you can only summon if you have enough. They have to be set up nine, more than nine inches away from enemy, wholly within seven of a maggotkin hero or a feculent naromaw. Feculent naromaws have to be more than seven from other feculent naromaws, so you can't set them up next to each other. Um, okay. And more there than are and ways it's to only, get, and it's not, it's only three for uh, models, objectives, and terrain features, not nine. Yeah. So you can plant a feculent normal right, you know, three inches with, you know. Well, three inches, it's got to be nine inches from enemy units, but. Not the feculent normal. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, 
You're affecting. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. More than seven inches from all other and three inches from models, objectives, and terrain features. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a big deal. The cheapest you can summon it as as at seven, and that'll get you a couple of characters. The mar- normal uh, a great unclean one is thirty. That's going to be harder to draw, but there are things that can earn you extra. Yeah, there's a bunch of different ways. Yeah, you can get extra uh, contagion points as well. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of this. I guess I just don't know how fast you're going to be able to accumulate these. I can't tell either. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. You know, maybe you know, I, I, and that's that. I mean, I'm so I'm so wrapped up in the disease points that the summoning more stuff. I'm not even that worried about at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, maybe I get something cool. Maybe I don't. But yeah. that. That narrow the disease point is where I think where this is at, you know. Mm-hmm. So what else you got? You got the cycle of corruption. Yeah. Okay. An- another thing. At yeah. the start of the first battle round, before determining has the first turn, one player can, who can use this rolls the dice. Yeah. And then uh, you put it on the chart, and it applies to the battle round. At the start of each battle round, it moves to the next stage, and the effect applies. If more than one f- player can use this battle trait. The current yeah. stage applies to each of those players. So if you're playing Nurgle on Nurgle, once somebody sets the sets the wheel, uh, yeah. it's just set. Right. So there's six entries on here. Well, there's seven, but you can't start on the seventh one. Right. Yeah. And there's all sorts of little bonuses. Uh, all units are be are treated as within their uh, within a locus of fecundity. Um, mm-hmm. Heroes get a ward of four instead. I mean, just basically all the yeah. cool stuff Nurgle has, now they get bonuses on them. Yes. So you're not going to see two of these in a, typ- a typical game. You won't get to two of them. Right? Five battle rounds right. in or a fi- seven. In a five, yeah. In a five-turn uh, five game. Right. Alone. But there are ways to go back and forth on this thing, too. You could go back one or, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's abilities or and things that let, let you manipulate this. Well, I think there's an interesting thing, and we're going to get to that when you get to some of these enhancements and the command traits, because if you're going Nurgle versus Nurgle, you can wind up canceling it out and nobody getting to use this stuff. Yeah. Which I think is cool. But let's, you know what, let's jump back. Now that we've gone through the basic rules, let's jump back and talk about the other guys here in these other uh, armies here. So we talked about the Munificent Wanderers. So if it's got 10 or more models, if your Plague Bearers have 10 or more models in them, then it's two disease points. Now, here's the yep. thing. I want to I talk about this real quick because I have to bring it up, and I know we're going out of order, but this is something that's been bugging me since I read it. It says you get a disease point for each enemy unit that was in th- within three of any maggot kin units. Now, normally, bef- in the other books, it's been described. If it says within, like, each, then each, you know, it's for each. But when it says any, if you're yeah. within range of one, or within a range of 20, you get yep. one point because it's any, Correct. right? Yep, yep. So I have a question then, and this is what's making me confused. There is a demonic boon of Nurgle for maggot kin of Nurgle demon heroes only. So this is one of the artifacts. Mm-hmm. It's called Noxious Nexus on page uh, 65 at the bottom on the left. Okay. The, the bearer counts as two units instead of one for the purposes of the diseased battle trait. Hmm. <laughs> so what if it's any yeah. then it would j- any. Th- so then th- either this does nothing or you get a disease point for every unit within three inches of you 
and not just any. And that's what I I'm like I I I think and I would love to see him say no that's a mistake and you don't count as two units you just get two disease points if you're near this guy instead yeah. of one. But it, this makes it sound I mean cuz if you just get one for being around any then if he's two then then what is it? what would they have to they, they yeah that wouldn't do anything. I'm totally they'd have to, they'd have to See? And this yeah, they'd is have what's to change the me. rule to yeah they'd have to change the rule of disease to be at the end of the every. Of story. And if it's every, then e- then that's bananas. Yeah, lots of small units, and next thing you know, you're you're catching two or three disease points at the end of the movement phase, and you're getting another couple at the end of the combat phase. They don't have to hit you; they just stand there, and you and you catch seven, six or seven of them if you've got <laughs> right. two or three units near you. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because if you if you are near me at the end of the movement phase, and then we're Within three, then we're going to be in combat. So in that turn, I'm going to yeah. get at least two from you. If there's yeah. another unit nearby, now I'm getting four. See, that's why I'm asking what, and that's, and yeah, I don't usually catch this stuff, but I, I read that I said, well, so what does that do? So either yeah. e- one of either it counts, either that artifact needs to be rewarded because it does nothing, right? Or it's got to do something. Yeah, yeah, or it means that you're getting a disease point for every unit that's near you, and and right. So if it that's so too if it, much. If, so if dis, so if disease red at the end of the movement phase and at the end of the combat phase give one disease point to each enemy unit that is within three inches of each friendly magikinum nurgle unit. And if it said that, that then, would be then that counting as two would mean something. Yeah, it would make sense. Right? Okay. So if it was each, but then that's yeah, too then powerful. Can, that's too much, yeah, dude. Yeah, because then you could have like, say, you're fighting two. If you three have two units. units, even if you just have two units next to you, that's a yeah, minimum that's of a, four without four. them even touching you. Yeah, they haven't even fought you yet, and they're gonna get three sixes when they go to hit. You're gonna have seven like, right there, instantly. exactly. And if they yeah. never, but if they never hit a six, one unit is gonna give you at least two. Multi- yeah. so, suddenly, you're playing lots of small units with this game. I mean, it. it I'm not mm-hmm. trying to cause issues here. I'm just this confused me, and I would yeah. like to see that fixed because this is a cool thing. But it looks like I mean, and I haven't played it, so I don't know. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of these. I'm not a meta chaser, and I'm not a guy who understands all that stuff. You know. Well, so I'm kind of curious to what those to guys are going to yeah. say, but I'm just worried that if it's every, that it's going to be too powerful. Well, it's definitely not every because the actual rule says any. any, so that's good. So that's good. I think it's just the magic item itself is not correct. Okay. Well, and that's you know it could be, but that's like I said, and that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. So we'll just let's skip it because I'm getting myself worked up over nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and find the. Uh, so we talked about the munificent wanderers who want to spread their disease, and which yeah. they do if they've got ten or more models in the unit. And what is the base size of a Plague bearer unit. Plague bearer unit. No, plague bearer units base. No, I don't mean the size of the base. I mean the basic unit oh, size. Sorry, 10. Yeah, it's, it's ten. ten. So yeah. if you and that's battle line. So if you have a couple of twenty size units in there, yeah, they'll hold out and they'll be doing they'll be doing double double DPS for. Oh, that sounds wrong. Double disease points <laughs> <laughs> for. <laughs> that sounds oh, wrong or, or 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 correct for Nurgle. I don't yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> Double all those, DPs all going, those man. Festering holes. <laughs> Gross. 
those pustulant oh. boils. All right. Oh, boy. So next is the befouling host. This is the garden's yeah. garrison. These are the guys yeah. who, when they're not in reality, they're constantly fighting. They are the guys on the edges of Nurgle's garden fighting against the other chaos gods' minions who are trying to encroach upon his land. Um, and it's funny because they work the garden, basically. They keep the edges of the garden safe and keep it from being taken over by the other chaos gods. Now, uh, Bulglathrox claims to be the overlord, the great unclean one, Bulglathrox, um, but most of them just kind of feel like they serve uh, Slimex. Because mm-hmm. it's his, it, he's the one who takes care of that garden. Yeah, he, yeah he's the gardener. Yep. Yep. I do love um, that wherever Slimex goes, the beasts of Nurgle follow him, and I love yeah. that the beasts of Nurgle are basically just really large, disgusting, over enthusiastic puppies. Yeah, and then when they get sad, they turn into rot flies. Yeah, when they get sad, <laughs> but when they're happy, they tackle you and and try to roll all over you and lick you. Except they're 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 their uh their their saliva is acidic so as they're licking <laughs> yeah. you you are dissolving and scre- and they can't tell the difference between a scream of joy and a scream of pain so they're just thinking yeah. you're having a grand old time and then you stop moving and then they go to the next thing and it's so yeah. funny <laughs> i love i i'm not the biggest fan of that model the new one or the old one the new one oh yeah um, seen, yeah but i do love the the whole idea behind the beasts of nurgle i think they're fantastic mm-hmm. um <laughs> The other befouling host thing here is they have the, their their disease is Lumberlord's Woe. And basically, um, your organs turn to wood. Yeah. And then the wood turns to wood pulp and dissolves. And what happens is as you turn to wood and dissolve that disease, if you get enough mortals infected, uh, you can summon up the plague trees into reality yeah the feculent normals the fester bark pox yeah yes a, so a fouling host army that has a demon general can include two feculent normals instead of one set up the seculent second feculent normal wholly within your territory more than seven from all other Feculent Naramas and more than three inches from all objectives and other terrain features. So you get two instead of one. It's a, that's a, that's a very tiny bonus, but it fits into their lore. These are yeah. the guys who tend the garden. If you're going to be these guys, you're gonna probably have Slimex in your army and stuff like that. You get mm-hmm. an extra Naramwa. Uh, this is super. This is super cool because there's actually a grand strategy that yeah that deals deals directly with this which could make this super easy to achieve if you just have this. Oh, by the way, um, if you look at the Naromal rules, once you set them up and mm-hmm. stuff, it's treated like it has the Magnetkin of Nurgle keyword for disease points. Mm-hmm. So yeah. being within three of this will give you a disease point just like everything else. In addition, mm-hmm. at the start of your hero phase, you get an extra contagion point for each Gnarlmaw that's on the battlefield that has no enemy models within three inches of it. So mm-hmm. you get extra contagion points if there's no models next to it. But if there are models next to it, they're taking disease points. Yeah. So if you want to stop them from getting... It's either, gonna, it's either getting contagion or it's giving disease points. It's constantly right. doing something. 
And you can pop these up anywhere. I mean, they got to be that, seven that, inches away from each other and three inches away from other terrain pieces. That's about a it. Three inch, a three. That's pretty simple. I mean, you could you could just keep summoning these dang things. Yeah, I mean, they cost and nine have, to summon, but they, you know, you've got that first turn. You're gonna get at least four because you got guys on your side, and hopefully your enemy hasn't gotten into your side yet. Well, uh, when do you, when do you when do you generate? Contagion points? You generate contagion points. Hold on. Uh, when did it say contagion points? Let me back up here. Da, da, da. Uh, uh, where is, where is oh. that? Um, oh, at the um, start of your hero phase, you get three CPs. Okay. If there's, so at the start of your hero phase, so if you go first, you're going to get just the three because you won't have guys in their territory yet. Yeah. There, so you it, get there's, three. No way, there's no way to try to think. Can't you? And there's no enemy models in your territory, so you'll get a fourth because they won't be in your territory yet, probably. Uh, and you'll get one for the Narrow Maw that you place, so that's four. No, no yeah, you you'll get four or five. You'll get three for yeah. the. You'll get three for being in your own territory. You'll get an extra mm -hmm. one because your enemy's probably not in your territory yet if you're going first. Yeah. And then you get one for your Narrow Maw, so you'd get five at the start of your of your hero phase. If you were playing Falling Host, you'd get six. Yeah. And I was trying to think if I was trying to think if there was a way to have a unit on the other on the enemy's deployment zone at the beginning of the game. I don't think there is. I don't think there is. I thought uh, you might be able to do it with nurglings, but that's at the end of your first movement phase, you can bring them up anywhere. They're kind of like scouts. I don't yeah. think so. Um and I think there might be ways to get extra uh Corruption points. I know there's lots of ways to get extra disease points. Doesn't this? What does um, gut rot spume let you do? He lets you make a move. Yep. Is it at the beginning of the game or is it? Uh, let's take a look. Master of the slime fleet. Oh yeah, here we go. I think he just He's starts the slime off fleet the... reserve unit. Uh, you can set up your deployment. Slime reserve unit. Uh, yeah, that's another one of the he can scout kind of deals. Yep, so he can't do that either. At the end of the movement phase, you set him up. So that's not at the beginning of your of your of yeah. your uh, hero phase. So, okay, on turn one, you're not going to get more than probably five. Right. You can get six if you're the following host because you could have two of them down. Yep. All right. So what's next? The last of the demon ones is the droning guard, and this is, um, you know, they've got Nurgle himself gave them the. Sacred Plague Fly is their symbol. Uh, he likes the sound of all the plague drones buzzing. Um, they carry the Soul Lock Shivers. Uh, it sees cartilage writhe agonizingly around the bones and then hardening, turning those stricken into living statues. Um, kind of gross. But yeah. Basically, <laughs> uh, basically, this is uh, this is the this is your this is your Nurgle flying. These are the guys who are your flyers, and it comes out it's in the their rules. The, the droning guard. Uh, yep. They have their, their there's the cloying stench. Yep. Uh, basically, you subtract one from hit rolls for attacks that target friendly plague drone units in the first battle round and in the battle round in which they were set up. So if you summon these guys, or if they come, yeah, that first turn, or if you can, because you can put them off the table with some of these things, you can set them up off the table with the with the heroes. Right. Um, right. I do. It does talk about that stench and how gross it is. 
Um, and it says they're, they they want to be in the vanguard because they say they're the best. Their rivals mutter that the prodigious odor that clings to them stems only from their constant toadying at Nurgle's feet. <laughs> so, but yeah, that, that, that one's okay. That one's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, the Blessed Sons, now we're getting into the uh, the human, the, 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 the right. more, uh, uh, Nurgle mortals. The mortals. Yes. Uh, these are the foremost crusaders. They are the greatest of the Rotbringer armies, unparalleled in martial prowess and sheer numbers. Um, they're mm-hmm. eager to earn glory fighting alongside Nurgle's demons during the War of Life. The Blight Kings form the nobility, while the mundane populace offer praise to Nurgle and toil at sickly farms or plague engines. Um... These guys are not the slow and methodical ones that the most of the Nurgle guys are. They're not just marching forward quietly and counting and spreading disease. These guys are bloodthirsty. Um, mm-hmm. And for, they used to just go after armies. Now they're just trying to... They're kind of like the mortal version of the Munificent Wanderers. Uh, they just want to get everything. They just want to spread the disease and kill. It's, it's the whole realm. They don't care if you're an army or you're civilians. If they see you, they want you. That's what their job is. Mm-hmm. And what's their special ability? So they have Nurgle's Embrace. Um, if a friendly Blessed Sun's mortal model is slain within one inch of an enemy unit, before removing that model from play, pick one enemy unit within one inch of that model and roll a number of dice equal to the wounds characteristic of that model. For each six, give that enemy unit one disease point. So This is like the Stormcast thing, when they go away and they roll for the yeah. lightning, except you're rolling yeah. to see if you give disease points. Right, so like Blight Kings have four wounds. Yep. So every time one of them dudes dies, you roll four, four dice, dice for every six disease point. Yeah, so this is this is the, this is the, the these are the two the munificent wanders and them both have a way to give extra disease points out. We're already mm-hmm. finding ways to give extra disease points out. We haven't gotten to any of the magic, any of the uh, special uh, artifacts, yeah. any of the special rules, yeah. and we're already got multiple ways to give out multiple disease points. Which is why I I really think that that it's that artifact that's mistaken because otherwise yeah. everyone's just going to have seven of these things. Uh, So this next one is how you can get enemy units or your units in the enemy's deployment zone before the game begins. Oh, uh, I don't think I knew, so. I knew there was something. No, this is only eight. You can move them eight inches. That's not going to be enough. I don't think so. Um, Most of the time you got to deploy 12 inches from your enemy's territory and an eight inch movement ain't going to get it. It wouldn't uh, be, yeah, it wouldn't be, unless your base was huge. Would that matter? Still, if you're 12 no, I guess, inches I guess from it the enemy matter. and I yeah, move eight inches matter. forward, I'm still yeah, four inches matter. out, no matter how big the base mm. is, yeah. Okay, yeah, so you're right. These are the slime fleets. These are the guys led by, uh, what's his name? Um, Gutrot Spume. Gutrot Spume, yep. Um, yeah. And these are really, these are bloated and gross and full of, you know, water, the rotten hulls coming through. Uh, Puskoil Blight Lords coming in on their riding because they, they're both on boats and in the air. Recently, mm-hmm. however, many plague commodores have led their aerial fleets to Shamon. Um, <laughs> that's a threefold victory because they take plunder from the Dwarden. 
they humiliate their Zinch rivals in Shimon because their Nurgle's coming in racking up damage, and yeah. they're depriving the Sigmarite strong points of supplies by stealing it from the Dwarden. So they get a they get a triple threat there, and Nurgle likes three: steal from the Dwarden, which is always fun; keep supplies from the the Stormcast, always fun; and then yeah. of course humiliate Zinch. just upset <laughs> Zinch. And what's their <laughs> yeah. bonus? Oh, it's so they yeah. have. Yeah, after deployment, before your first battle round begins, you can move each friendly drowned men, Lord of Afflictions, and Puskoil Blightlord's unit up to eight inches. If both players can move units before the first battle round begins, you must roll off. And the winner chooses who moved the units first. So these are the guys, these are the mortals who are riding Rotflies. Yeah, the Blightlord is the, yeah, the unit, and then the, what is it, Lord of Affliction? He's on one too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's just he's like he's like a a hero. Yeah, he's a hero. Him. So yeah, all the fly guys. All right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the filth bringers, <laughs> the, the fly guys. The fly guys. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean it that way. All right, um, <laughs> these are the guys who nobody seeks Nurgle's magical secrets as eagerly as filth bringers. They l- mm-hmm. seek literal transformation into unstoppable diseases. Their armor is made from the chitin of weir maggots, the same loathsome creatures that excavate the filth pits. Um, they're often led by sorcerers. Like an, exponent, like an exponentially growing outbreak, their festering spells increase in strength the more of them are cast. Um, they favor geist poxes, ether plagues, elemental phages, and afflictions known by oblique titles as the harrowing and star killer blight. Um, mm. the seventh. Okay, now they also have this whole thing. They've been around. Uh, that uh, the blighted Septagon. They fight. They serve these guys. Six of these guys formed it. They're still there. There's a seventh seat. Is the honorary seat for Festus, and it says Festus uses them so much they have basically become uh, his private army. Mm. And they're all the wizards that are out there casting diseases. Now I like their special rule especially if you like to play yeah, with good. magic they got not only a special mm-hmm. rule but they got a special uh unit basically a way way that they can take a unit yeah so go ahead with this so one. so it's called rot covens mm-hmm. uh, you can include rot covens in your army at the start of the hero phase you can pick one wizard from each rot coven in your army add one to casting and binding dispelling rules for that wizard in that phase Add two instead of if one, two instead of one, if that wizard is within three inches of one other wizard from the same rot coven. Add three instead of one if that wizard is within three inches of two other wizards from the same rot coven. Whew. So they yeah. can be separate and go their own ways, but if you keep them together, they're plus two to cast. No, plus three to cast. Plus three to cast. If you keep all three of them near each other. Yeah. Casting, unbinding, and dispelling. You can keep all That's three crazy. of these guys. Now, here's the thing: yeah. uh, a Rotbringer Sorcerer is a buck forty-five. You can only take this in a Filthbringer army. You can take a Rot Coven. You get three of them for three sixty, which is one and a quarter each, or one twenty yeah. each. So you save twenty-five points per for taking this Coven, and they're casting at a plus three if you keep them near each other. Yeah, because where is that? It's on... Where's what? The cost? The Yeah. That's on the very back page under the uh, the pitch battle profiles. 
Yep. There's yeah, Rob, trying to find yeah, Rob Bringer Sorcerer's oh, 145, yep, and right yeah. under it's 360. Yeah. Uh, they, they're taken as a set, but they're each considered a separate unit, so you're going to place them all down separately. Mm-hmm. But, boy. That's I a mean, good it's set. 360. That's, really that's expensive, but for 360, what are you getting? You're getting three of these guys, and hold on. Let me take a look at these jabronis, but... Uh, I mean, it's plus plus three to cast is good. Yeah, if you keep them near each other, so that basically it winds up being a three hundred and sixty point unit, which is almost as much as a great unclean one. But let's see, where are these guys? I'm just. Uh, but I mean, if you, if you if you if you consider if you consider them one unit, well, yeah, I mean, that's you'll get three casts. You get three three casts, three unbinds. Plus, you could give somebody the arcane tomb, get ro- another one. I mean, home. Uh, Rotbringer Sorcerer, <laughs> it's Tome, for goodness sake. Now, they're a wizard, okay? But they have six wounds apiece and a five-up save, and they've got the five-up ward. So three yeah. of them for 360, 18 wounds between the three of them. And once again, they're three separate units, three separate models. So if you take wounds to them, they're going to get one wound back at the start of the their their phase and if they're near a locus of fecundity they're going to get d3 back so that's 18 wounds Cause I, five I, by five because yeah because if you're doing this you're taking festus probably yeah right oh yeah yeah i mean and then he's not if as long as they're within 14 inches of him they're going to get back d3 wounds uh, each because they're each their own model because they're each their own unit so yeah, yeah. this could Plus be he can heal people yeah, I mean, I I just think this could be re- if you're into the magic side of this. Yeah, this could be really cool. Yeah, yeah it's right. like suddenly this army is like a magic powerhouse. You know what I mean? Just like plus three to cast. I mean, most most everything in here is sixes and sevens. Yeah, well, like, I mean, you're throwing down the mirror. You're casting spells through the mirror now. You're doing all the stuff. Oh, and some of these guys, I, I, I know at least, I forget which one, it might, is it them? Are they the ones that if they throw, uh, yeah, Rotbringer Sorcerers, if they summon an endless spell, it counts with the maggot kin of Nurgle keyword, so it'll give a disease point. Nice. Because it says in their lore that these guys are so gross that they've even corrupted those endless spells and mm-hmm. turned them in they've managed to use them as vectors of disease so mm-hmm. if those guys throw an endless spell it counts for disease points if it's near you well that mirror is going to be 18 inches across the battlefield or something like that well yeah <laughs> i mean it's crazy right all right so let's go uh let's continue with the uh special rules and then we're going to take a break once we get through the special rules and then we'll start talking units all right yeah. command traits um, oh, here we go. These are the CPs and the DPs. This is the command traits can get you extra, extra corruption. Uh, not corruption can get you extra uh, um, contagion points or disease points. Now, the first one's grandfather's blessing. Once per battle, you only get to use it once. At the start of the battle round, after you advance the cycle, if your general's not slain, you can move the cycle one stage forward. So that's a lot different than the old one where you could be moving it a bunch. Yeah. Now you can move it once in the game. Now here's the thing. If more than one player could move the current stage of the cycle, then nobody can. Right. 
because it's grandfather's blessing. And if you both have his blessing, then he's not going to pick one over the other. <laughs> so that's funny. If you take this as your command ability to move the wheel and you play someone else who has Nurgle and they have it, you basically lose your command ability. Yeah, if you both, I think you'd both have to use it at the same time. Well, no, if you both have it, you can't use it because if if you could move it, it says then, if more than one player could move the current stage of the cycle of corruption using this command tree, right? So then if none of them can, right? So if but you I think, both, I think, no, if you both have both it, you both would, can use it. That's the whole right, point. I think both, I think both players would have to burn their once per battle command ability to cancel it out. No, no, no. I think it, they automatically <laughs> they automatically cancel out. If if you're playing two Nurgle players who both chose this, neither of them get it because you can't both have grandfather's blessing. So you're saying the word "could" is the key, and that if more than one player could move. Could it. Yes, because I can. It. I can choose. I, theoretically, you could move it. Yes. Okay. Because why? Because if the general has not been slain, you can move it one stage forward. Yeah. You yeah. can. If you both can, nobody can. Hmm. But it totally yeah, makes sense because if yeah. you both, I mean, like I said, I've, you know, you're not playing favorites between your two kids. You said I could <laughs> move it. You said I could move it. All right, nobody's yeah. moving it. Nobody's moving it, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, what's the odds that you're playing against another Nurgle player and you both picked this one? Not super pretty high. Low. Yeah, pretty but low. But if it yeah. happens, I just think yeah. that's funny. That's just me. Um, and I bet you someone's going to write in and that'll get FAQ'd and they'll, and I hope they agree with me because that's just awesome. <laughs> All right, what else do we got? We got the Infernal Conduit. If your general's at the battle at the start of your hero phase, roll a die. On a two to five, you get a contagion point. On a D, on a six, you get D3. Yeah, on a one, you get nothing. Yeah, but still, five times, and you're going to roll it at the start of your hero phase. You're rolling it five times. Yeah. Odds are you're going to get you know, four or five extra contagion points over the course of the game. It's at the hero, oh, your hero phase. Your hero phase, yeah. So not the enemy hero phase. Nope. Okay. But that's a, so what's the next one? Living Plague. At the start of your hero phase, roll a dice for each enemy general, or each enemy unit within seven inches of this general. On a two plus, give that unit a disease point and you receive a contagion point. That could be pretty good. It's pretty good. Each enemy unit within seven. If you've got a, if you're playing multiple small units like this game does, and you've got a general with a big old base, mm -hmm. on a two yeah. plus, I'm handing out disease points and I'm collecting contagion points again. These are the. Yeah. Th there's not a ton of ways to collect them, to get extra, but here's one way, and this is yeah. at the start of the hero phase. That is also at the start of the hero phase, isn't it? When, uh, hold on, let me read that one again just to make sure I'm not messing this up. Which one? You can, uh, at the start of your hero phase, you receive command points. So I, uh, this is also start of the hero phase. It's my turn. I get to pick the order. So I can yeah. do the living plague first and gather up a few more command points before getting the other command points. So, I mean, I can get all of this at the start of the hero phase. You know what I'm saying? Before I'd have to use yeah. any of it. So that could help. Uh, Avalanche of Rotting Flesh. After the general makes a charge move, pick an enemy unit within an inch, roll a number of dice equal to the charge roll. For each six, they take a mortal wound and get a disease point. Mm -hmm. More disease points going out. Okay, what else? Bloated with corruption. Uh, an unmodified, disgustingly resilient ward roll for this general six. 
You can pick one enemy unit within three inches of this general and give it a disease point. There you go. There's another way to get it. So this, so this, so this one's big because it works on both players' turns. Yeah, it's just it's the it's the disgustingly resilient role. Yeah, uh, and that could be a lot. Failing yeah. a roll and then suddenly you roll up a bunch of sixes. Your hand out. Like, so the most you can give a unit is seven, and they're already getting right. two for being near you and for being at the end of the combat phase. But like I said, dude, the whole point is to max out as many guys as you can, because on they're going to average three to four of these, and you figure they average three and a half. If you max them out at seven. In both turns in a battle round, they're going to average seven mortal wounds to that unit in that battle round. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Overpowering stench. Enemy units within seven cannot issue commands. Enemy units wholly within seven cannot receive commands. This one's big. I think you'll see that one a lot. You think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, command, I mean, that's where the game is at right now is... In these, you know, yeah. all out attack, all out attack, all out defense, all out this. I don't want to take hell, a break all check. That stuff. Yeah, that's true. Nope. No. It's like my guy's gonna live because I'm gonna use all out defense. Nope. And these I, are for mortal heroes only, though. So you're not gonna have. Yes. It's not gonna be in a GUO base or anything like that. But look at this. Okay, we've been talking about this. All these disease and corruption points. Um, there's ways to do extra CPs and extra uh, stuff like that in. In the cycle of corruption, but so far, three of the six command traits for Nurgle mortals, three of the six uh, will get you extra disease points. Two of them will get you extra corruption points. Yeah, already. Yeah, if you made the Glotkin your general, that would work because he's a. He's oh, a that's mortal. right. That's right. Yeah, and he's got a huge base. Yeah, that's not a bad. Oh, but okay. But can you put a command? Yeah, you can get a command trait. Um, can you for special characters? Uh, yeah, I th- I think so. I think you can because yeah, you get command traits. You just can't. Uh, or oh, can you? I don't remember. I know you can't give them special I, items, but I thought command traits would just work because it's yeah within the general. So if they're the general, you can just yeah. Give if it they're to the them. general, you have to give them a command trait. Right. All right, um, av- so there's that's six that you can pick for Nurgle Mortals. Nurgle Demons, yep. Gift of Febrile Frenzy, once per battle at the start of the combat phase. Release the Sickening Fever. Until the end of that phase, add one to the attack characteristics of melee weapons used by friendly maggotkin units that are wholly within seven of the general. So that's you got to keep them in there pretty tight, but plus one attack you know, once per game. Mm-hmm. Eh. Yeah. Uh, what's the other ones? Uh, Nurgling Infestation. Subtract one from hit rolls for attacks that target this general. That's good enough right there. In addition, add one to hit rolls for attacks made by friendly Nurgling swarms that are wholly within seven inches of this general. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. Plus one to hit for Nurgle swarms? Nurgling swarms. And that, Plus one to that's, hit. that's another one that you're going to have that with what's-his-name, the... Uh, um, t- Morbid like X twice born because he's oh, got all yeah. those nerves. Now, I mean, they get five attacks, but they're fives by fives. So plus one to hit is making it fours by fives. It's not yeah. that beautiful, but they're already minus one to hit. And if you're playing with all those little nerglings, hey, it's a fun thing. Well, the other thing is to subtract one from hit rolls for attacks that target this general. Yep, that's that's a that's good. 
minus one to hit just in general is it's not just, a bad just, thing. Yeah, you're automatically you just, minus you just, one to hit me. You just get it. You just get it. Like, okay. Because all the little nurglings are taking the shot for you. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And finally is pestilent breath. Start of your shooting phase. Pick an enemy unit within seven. Roll a die for each model in that unit that's within seven. For each five up, they take a mortal wound. Oof. That's a that's pretty good too. Yeah, because if you if you get up close, one die whole, for each model in this unit that is within seven inches. Yeah. So pick a unit that's within seven, and every model that's literally physically within seven. You run up to a unit like one of my units, a twenty. Uh, yeah, twenty uh, chain rasps. You know, yeah, I'm gonna roll his twenty dice. All right, you know, a, thir- a third of them six. die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's look at some of these artifacts of power too. Now, here's some of the cool things you can pick. There's a lot of stuff in here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna let's just run through them real quick. Eye of Nurgle once per battle, start of the hero phase. If there's any enemy units within fourteen and they have any disease points, roll two d six. If the roll is seven, the closest enemy model to the bear is slain. Yeah. Once per battle, if I Once roll a seven, battle. get out of here. I'm not taking yeah. that. I mean, granted, <laughs> seven's the easiest number to roll on two dice, but get out of here you anyway. Feeling lucky? Yeah, exactly. I mean, what, what, I mean, what? And you can't kill, you can't kill like the really big stuff. You can't kill like the... Uh, if there are the any giants. No, if there are any enemy units within 14 inches that have disease points, roll 2d6. If you roll a 7, the closest enemy model to the bear in that unit that has any disease points is slain. You can yeah. use this. You can snipe characters with this. You can, but you can't kill like the big giants with it because well, they have special rules well, they have sp- that yeah. say if they would just die. They would just they take, take six D3 or mortals or, whatever. or yeah. something dumb like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're giants and I, we hate them. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> my point being, you can snipe most characters. Yeah, but and you, gotta, you can you gotta, roll, you gotta roll a seven. I mean, come on. I mean, seven is the easiest number <laughs> to roll on two dice. It's the most common, but it's still yeah. No, I'm not picking this. <laughs> Once for battle, if I roll a like, that's too many ifs. Yeah, that's way too many ifs. All right, what's next? The fetid shroud. Mm-hmm. At the start of the combat phase, you can pick one enemy hero that is not a monster and is within three inches of the bearer. Subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made by that hero in that phase. And add one to hit rolls for attacks that target that hero in that phase. That's good. That's actually, yeah. It's good. And then you're near an enemy hero and it's he's minus one to hit you and you're plus one to hit him. Mm-hmm. And it's not just you. Plus one to hit rolls for attacks that target that hero. So if you've got a unit yeah. with you. And by the way, a lot of these heroes... Or several of these heroes, the 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 Nurgle captain that goes along with the Nurgle, uh, not uh, with the plague bearers. Yeah, uh, he can fight and pick them to fight at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you can do that the same thing with the uh, Blight Lords and one of their guys. So you yeah. can, you you want to keep those guys together. So if, as you're keeping them with to fight at the not only at the same time to make sure that they get all their shots off. Um. You can also be picking this guy. I'm going to pick them. We're all going to be plus one to hit him. He's minus one to hit. And by the way, we're all going to attack both units. Get it off on there. So th- that that could be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, shield of Growths. Reroll save rolls. If the save roll is equal. Um, reroll save rolls. 
<laughs> if the save roll is equal to or less than the number of wounds allocated to the bearer. So you got your your save is a four up. Yeah. Uh, if so, if you only take two wounds, you're only rerolling ones or twos. If you only take one wound, you're only rerolling ones. Yeah, so Yeah. So this this only gets really good if you're taking a lot of wounds. <laughs> yeah. But then, I mean, if you're taking five or six wounds, you basically reroll all your failed hit rolls. But mm-hmm. still, save, come on now. Yeah. That's not bad. Or failed save rolls, yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. know. It's it, I don't know. It I, I feel like there's something in here that is like it's not going to be worth it, and and that I'm just not seeing it. Mm-hmm. All right, what's next? Flesh peeler. In your hero phase. (laughs) Uh, It's a magical cursed bell called flesh peeler. In your hero phase, roll a dice for each enemy unit that is within seven inches of the bearer. On a four plus, give that unit a disease point. Of course. Mm. Uh, Split horn helm. Oh, disgustingly resilient four up instead of a five. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the auto take. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean that's the auto take. I mean you could just ignore the rest of these items. I guess. <laughs> I mean, why would you not take that? I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got in here? Gosh, there's seven. Oh, they have seven spells too. Of course they do. Yeah. So oh, no, seven second, artifacts. I'm sorry. Not the seven, second so. flask. Once for battle. So that's enough to not take it already. Once for battle. At the oh no, start this is your, good. Your, I know it's good, but at the once for battle the start of hero phase, you can say the barrel drink from the second flask. If you do so, roll a dice on a two plus, heal all wounds allocated to the bearer. On a one, the bearer is slain. The bearer is slain before they remove from play. You can add a beast of Nurgle. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. On a three up, on a two, on a two up, you get all your two wounds up. back. Yeah, I mean, some of these uh, hero characters that don't have names. You know, they've got, yeah. I mean, some of these guys are only five wound models. Yeah, the guys that don't have names are few and far, they're not, you know, I think they're really, I guess you're great on, well, you're immortals. <laughs> they got to be mortals. Uh, I mean, what's the most you're going to be able to do? Um, Since they can't be named, maybe that's not that great then. Cause yeah, these that's kind of because I read that. I was like, ooh. Lord of Afflictions has eight. Right. Um, yeah, Lord of Blights has seven. Yeah, which is Harbinger of Decay has seven. Which is all really good. Lord of Plagues but, has seven. Yeah, honestly, that's what not can you, that bad. Yeah. Right, but you can also just use heroic recovery and get back D three. And if you're near, and if you're near, uh, and you're gonna get one back get every one turn back or D three back. Yeah, if you're near one of the locuses, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying it's it's it. It's there. It's. I mean, yeah. I'm taking the four uh, up ward personally, but right, I, I right, because so, right, if if you're if you're ignoring half the damage, you know, you got your armor, and then you're gonna ignore half the damage. I mean, I guess the the best way to not die is to not take wounds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, there's mutter grub. You can cast gift of disease, which is one of the spells. Just like you're a wizard. If you are a wizard. You know Gift of Disease in addition to your normal spells, and you can add plus one to cast it. So yeah. what is Gift of Disease? Let's just look at it now. 
Um, cast down a six. Range of 21 inches. Pick an enemy unit within range. Give that unit and each other enemy unit within seven inches of it a disease point. Yeah. So just throwing out more disease points. Mm-hmm. And what's the last one? I think this one's pretty good too. This one's really good. Yeah, it is once for, it is once for battle, but at the start of the combat phase, you can pick an enemy hero within three inches of the bearer, subtract one from save rolls for attacks that target that hero for the rest of the battle. That's big. Yeah, yeah. Minus there's one a, to a hero's save. Yeah, there's. A, I think there's a spell that does that too, isn't there? Might be. Yeah, but so far this stuff is pretty. Like, there's some pretty good stuff here. There's a lot of oh, things yeah. to pick from. In fact, this is one of those books where if I'm if I'm taking uh, battalions, yeah, and I'm putting together some battalions, and I'm gonna pick. I could pick extra artifacts from this. I could totally go with some extra artifacts. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, just the split horn helm and the rust fang alone; those two are worth you know getting that extra artifact. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're a demon hero, you can take these. Bountiful Swarm, once per battle, start of the hero phase, enemy model within three, roll a dice. If it's greater than their wounds characteristic, they're slain. (laughs) If it's slain and it has a wounds characteristic of four or more, you can put up a Beast of Nurgle. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's got to be greater than their wounds. So if their wound characteristic is four or more, you're rolling a five or a six to get them. You can't get anyone who's better than a five because it's not equal or greater. It's greater. Yeah. So it's it's once per battle and it's hard to do. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not picking if this it, one. If it was if it was every turn, it would be fantastic. Yeah, but once once per battle, like eh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then you've got endless gift. You're always within 14 inches of a locus of fecundity, so you're always healing back D3. Yeah, it's good. That's a good one. We already talked about the Noxious Nexus. You count as two units for disease, but we don't know what that means. Right. Uh, what are the rest of them? Why don't you take the other half? Yep, Nurgle's Nail. Uh, pick, it's actually a toenail from Nurgle. Yep. Made into a plague sword. Like, okay. Pick one of the bearer's melee weapons. Attacks made with that weapon. Inflict one disease point on the target unit. On an unmodified hit roll of five or six. Easier DP, easier uh, disease yeah. points. Yeah, yeah. And then we got the tome of a thousand <laughs> poxes. The tome of a thousand poxes. There we go. The the bear can attempt to cast the gift of disease spell. Oh, so, so that's like the same thing them. as mutter grub, except it's you can so both both of them can and they have different. Here's the thing, they have different names. Oh yeah. So, so they both could cast. Yeah, so they well, I don't know if they both can oh, cast can gift you? of disease, but they both they both yeah. I mean, well, I guess the different names doesn't matter because it's still the same gift of disease. So yeah, mm-hmm. that means nothing. I'm an idiot. But I was, I was yeah, I was thinking the same thing. We could cast two of them, but that's but not there's the case. but there's more guys who have it. If one you know if if you're looking yeah. to cast that gift of disease spell, because right. I think I I, uh, I feel like wi- this army is all about the disease points. So, mm-hmm. and then the wither stave. Add one to disease rolls for enemy units that are within seven inches of the bearer. So that's pretty good. During the what does battle, that mean? Add during one the to battle shock phase, any- when you roll the f- mm. for your disease, you got seven disease points and you're rolling four ups. Mm. If you're near this guy, and you're rolling three ups. three ups. Oof. Yeah, exactly. This is a good one. If this is you put this on a demon hero that you know you're going to get in a battle. 
that's got a decent sized yeah. base. You got two or three yeah. units near him, and they've got a bunch of disease points. And now, if you've got seven and you're hitting them on threes, now you're averaging five mortals each yeah. each round. It's yeah. this is yeah this could be ridiculous. I don't know if it is you or just, not. You just bury. You just bury that onto Herald of Nurgle. Just just yeah. pack him inside of a unit of plague bearers and just go nuts. Right. And you already have all these hmm. other things. Now look at the spell lores. Now this is for mortal wizards. Mortal wizards have six spells. Demon wizards only get three. But I think yeah. the demon wizards all come with their own. So we got magnificent boobos. Uh, it's back. They're back. Yep. Goes on a seven range of twenty one inches. Mm-hmm. Pick a hero. Until your next hero phase, minus one for hit rolls that they make and minus one for chanting, casting, dispelling, or unbinding. So yeah. if they're a wizard, it's going to mess up. If they're a, if they're a priest, it's going to mess them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's minus one to hit on top of all of that. That's a good one. That's really good. Uh, Plague Squall. Plague Squall is a spell that has a casting value of six. Successful roll seven dice. For each six, you can pick a different enemy unit that's visible. And give it a disease point. Yep. Just visible. Visible. Mm-hmm. Anywhere on the battlefield. Yep. Picking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now you're rolling seven dice. You're going to average one six, maybe two. Yeah. But it's anywhere yeah. on the battlefield. So, oh, you're not nearby. Yeah. You're keeping him out of the way. You don't want disease points. Take one anyway. Right. And then once again, once you have one, unless you heal it, you're going to be ro- making that roll every turn because that one will always stay there. Yeah. Uh, Cloying Quagmire. I like that one. I like this one. Cloying Qu- Quagmire goes on a 5, 14 inches. Pick an enemy unit within range. Uh, if the roll is e- roll a die, if it's equal to or higher than their save until your next hero phase, half their movement and minus two from run and charge rolls. That's yeah. That's so good. when you're when you're two up and you're three up, Stormcaster coming at me, yeah, yeah, boom, drop this on them because uh, you know, right? Basically, the, only thing that, that, the more armor that, they have, the slower they're moving in the swamps. Yeah, I mean the fourteen inch cast is troublesome, but man, I think that this army is just primed to be taking the 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 mirrors. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, and the spell, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think that's gonna that's like an auto include. Oh, and in by the way, I've got my I've got my stupid three. I've got my uh, my rot coven. So the first guy's yeah, exactly. casting the mirrors. The next guy, and the mirrors now each mirror counts yeah. as a as a as a thing. So it's it's giving out disease yeah. points, and then from that yeah. point on, I'm throwing out extra disease points. And I'm throwing out extra 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 problems. Yep. Bananas. What's next? Oh, uh, Blades of Putrefaction. Blades of Putrefaction is a spell that has a casting value of 7, range of 14. Successfully cast, pick a friendly Nurgle unit within range and visible to the caster. To your next hero phase, each attack made with a missile weapon or melee weapon by that unit inflicts a disease point on the target unit on an unmodified hit roll of 5 or 6. Okay, so... Yeah. Yeah, so you're making it easier disease points. Oh, and by the way... We were talking about like the cloying quagmire and stuff. These things goes off on. There's a five in here. There's a couple of sixes and a couple of. Wait, three sixes, two sevens, and a five. And if you're yeah. casting them with that rot coven, yeah, you're plus getting three. plus three These to cast. Like, uh, you're almost. Yeah, you're I mostly mean, getting just getting. Yeah. 
I mean, you got a chance. Your opponent yeah. could still try to dispel them, but dude, it's so, this is yeah. You're casting most of this stuff on a four if you're keeping your coven mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gift of disease casts on a six, twenty-one inches. Pick an enemy unit. Give that unit an oh, that's what we talked about. Every unit within seven inches a disease point. Yeah. <laughs> Just great. And what's the last one? So the last one is Rancid Visitations. Rancid Visitations is a spell that's casting value of 6 and a range of 7. If successfully cast, pick an enemy unit within range invisible to the caster and roll one dice for each model in that unit that is within range. For each 2+, plus, you say suffer a mortal wound. So this is the same thing as that as that ability that the other guy had. They got to be within 7 inches. The, the unit has to be within 7 inches, but it only affects models <laughs> that are also... But you run right up to that unit, or you're right behind, uh, you know, your your guys, and then boom, you've got ten guys within seven inches, and on two ups, they're taking mortals. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. That's yeah. I mean, supposedly has a range of seven, right? But who cares? I mean, I, so I'm looking up Umbral Spell Portal right now, um, and the spell is summoned with a spell that has a casting value of five, which is now going to be two. If you've got the Rotbringer Coven. Right. And a range of 18. It's an auto cast and a range of 18 inches. So if successfully cast, set up parts of the end of the spell wholly within range of the caster. So then you measure range for... The other spells from, from the second mirror. From the second mirror. So you've got 18 plus 7. So now you've got a range of 25 inches. Yeah, and if you if you yeah, it's only pick one unit, so you can't just drop it in the middle of a bunch of units. But I can drop it right next to a unit, and then suddenly I'm on a two plus. I'm hitting everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's this. There's so much good here. Like I don't even know what to take first. I have yeah. not been able to write a, a list for this army yet, and I'm glad because I got the one month rule in anyway. I gotta I gotta <laughs> I gotta do my cruel boys. <laughs> oh, so good. Okay, what else is in here? Um, now the demon wizards get favored poxes. Cast on yep. a seven, 14 inches, pick an enemy unit. Until the caster moves, attacks, makes a casting, unbinding, or dispelling attempt, or is slain. So you're going to do this thing last. You know what I mean? Yeah. Minus mm-hmm. one from hit and wound rolls for attacks, and minus one from save rolls for that unit. Yeah. So once I cast it, it's minus one to hit. They're minus one to wound, and they're minus one for them, their saves. As long as I don't move or, until I uh, yeah. until I do something. As long as I don't move or do anything, I'm just basically boom. I've got yeah. them right there. I'm focusing the disease on them. That's that's cool. That's pretty good. That'd be like, yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I don't know who. You'd, I'm trying to think who, who in your army would be a good candidate to cast that though, because you're not gonna wanna. Just blow a, you know, a. I don't know. I guess it would depend on what you're trying to do. I mean, if you're if you're near stuff and you got them sort of surrounded, and you don't want to move him. Or if you've got your little your little yeah. uh, your little cluster, your little uh, coven, maybe they're not moving. Maybe they're just standing there casting spells. Oh, they, well, they well, could be the coven because it's demons. I don't. But I mean, I don't yeah. know. I, it's just it sounds pretty yeah, cool, exactly. but I don't know how long you would not move or attack. Cool. But as long as you right. don't. I mean, honestly, yeah. if you just don't move that guy, if you protect him and don't move him, throw some plague bears around him or something. Once he hits mm-hmm. that guy, you just don't do anything with that guy, and that guy is minus one to hit, wound, and save, basically yeah. forever. 
Yeah. You know, it's kind of, an, it's, it's it's a cool idea. I don't know how practical it is, but it's a cool idea. I like it. I th- I think it's like a, it's like a direct, they're trying to like counter like the big mega units, like the, like the, the Maw Crusher boss. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just, you cast this on that guy and you're going to want to leave it on him until he either kills you or you kill him basically. Mm-hmm. Now this okay. next one, the fleshy abundance is kind of interesting. I like this one. Did you see this one? Yeah. Cast on a 7, 14 inches. Pick a friendly maggot kin of Nurgle demon unit. And there's there's one of these that is the... Uh, they, they've got the same thing for... Uh, one of the other, one of the other uh, mortal units can do this. You, it's plus one to the wounds characteristic until your next hero phase. Now, yeah. that could mean the thing dies. Right. Okay? But so your plague bearers are two wounds apiece. I cast this on them. Now they're three wounds apiece. So now you got to do three wounds to kill them. Now, if one of them takes two wounds and is sitting there, then when the spell wears off at the start of the hero phase, the, they they could die when the spell ends. Uh, but it's until it says until your next hero phase. So yeah, so, so there's a designer's note there. It says this can result in a model that is affected by the spell being slain. If the wounds allocated to that model equal or exceed its wounds characteristic once the effect of the spell ends. Yeah. So if I if I have two wounds and I get this and now I'm up to three and I take two, I'm sitting mm-hmm. there. Then when this spell wears off, I'm back down to two wounds and I die. Yeah. But it wears off in your hero phase, right? So my question is, if I'm near a locus or if I'm doing anything because I'm disgustingly resilient, that's at the beginning of the hero phase, right? Yeah. And would that happen before this? Could I get that one wound back and stay alive? I don't know. But and that's a lot of that's it, a lot of bookkeeping and timing on, things. Well, it depends on the order in which you apply the rules. Well, that's and what I'm saying. This phase. just says the hero phase. And the uh Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, either, I don't know, but either way, making your making your plague bearers three wounds is nice. Yeah, that's really good. Um is it at the start of your hero phase heal one wound allocated to each friendly make and maybe it will maybe it won't the point is that's that's really kind of sweet to throw an extra wound I mean, down i mean the worst thing that would happen is because you, you one guy what, what, one what, model what, dies one guy dies and yeah. you know or think about it with the nurglings at the end of the battle shock phase they heal all wounds anyway yeah, they do. You give them five wounds apiece, it's harder to tear those guys down. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's great. Maybe it just seems like it's something that could be cool. I would really think it would be most effective on Plague Bearers. They've already For got sure. two I mean, wounds. Giving them three, suddenly that unit is 50% more resilient. And yeah. you may lose one guy at the start of your hero phase. I mean, what's a, I mean, a Plague Bearer, he's got, what, a five-up armor? And a five-up disgustingly and resilient. A fi- and a five-up ward. Mm-hmm. And he has three... No, a six-up armor. Oh, he's six? Six-up armor, five-up ward. Yeah, but two wounds apiece. Two wounds each. Mm-hmm. Three, three wounds. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you could do some math on that. Adding an extra wound to these guys. It makes them 50% tougher. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they go from two wounds to three wounds. Yeah. If I do 20 wounds, I kill 10 models, right? Yeah. All yeah. 10 models in the unit. But if they suddenly yeah. jump up to 30, 
Yeah. I kill six, and I put two <laughs> wounds on the seventh, and either he'll get one wound back. Yeah. You know, and and survive, or you know, at the start of the hero phase, or he won't. But I'm still, yeah. I've still got models on the table at the end of that instead of having them yeah. wiped out. That's that's yeah. great. That could be huge if that, especially if that unit is holding an objective. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, a stream of corruption uh, goes off on a six range of seven. Pick an enemy unit. Roll a die for each model in that unit within that seven inch range. On a five up, they take a mortal wound. You can yeah. make it 14-inch range and every model within 14 inches, <laughs> but it only does it on sixes then. Yeah. Before attempting to cast a spell, you can say the caster will project the stream across a greater distance. Wow. It's a stream of corruption, and I am projecting the stream <laughs> even farther. This is all sorts <laughs> of got yucky connotations that I don't want to <laughs> think about. Let's assume they mean vomit and not yeah. something else. <laughs> I don't want to have weird pee-pee time oh, with these things. That's the, just the demon, yucky. The demon unleashes a torrent of bile and brackish filth upon their enemies. Yeah, from where? I don't want to know. Oh. All right, you know what? One more thing, then we're going to take a break, because before we get to the units, I want to talk about uh, the little match play stuff, okay? Okay. Um, Is it me, or are these grand mm. strategies and battle tactics kind of good? Yeah, they're cool. Um, what, page, what page are you on real quick? Uh, 82. 82. I just got to remember where that's at. So the grand okay. strategies. End of the battle. These are the different things. Okay. Um, yep. You get uh, corrupt arcane nexus. If a maggotkin wizard is within three inches of the center of the battlefield and no enemy units are within six inches of the center of the battlefield. Yeah. Could be hard. Could be cool. But it's a, it's a cool concept. You're trying to... Because remember, they're trying to pollute that that locus. Yep. Yeah, this one is. If if these were secret, this one would be super awesome. But if your opponent knows that they're trying to do it, it's kind yeah. of tough. But let's look at some of the other ones. What are the other ones you got here? Tend the garden. I like this one. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy. If there are no enemy units within three inches of any feculent narmas in your army, and there is a feculent narma in your op army wholly within your opponent's territory. I like that one. So you have to, there's the thing, you have to grow a second one though, which means you have to summon at least one unless you start off, well, even with if two. you start off with two, I think you have to put that second one totally in your territory, I think. Maybe you don't. I, but I no guys do. within three inches is pretty good since most guys are trying to stay away from disease points and maybe at the end of the game they try to rush in to stop you if they remember that's your thing. You know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's not bad. Uh, spread rampant disease. You complete this one at the end of the ba at the end of the game. If every enemy unit on the battlefield has at least one disease point, that doesn't sound that, that one, hard to do. Right. I guess you could force your opponent to maybe keep a unit back. To prevent you from scoring this. Until I start casting it with spells and doing that sp uh, that mm -hmm. other thing where I could just pick, roll it, and for every six I could pick a unit anywhere on the battlefield and nail them. I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot of ways to give disease points. That one seems mm -hmm. doable. Yeah. And what about the last one, Blessed Desecration? Uh, you can pick this grand strategy only if the model picked to be your general has the immortal keyword. If you do so, after deployment, pick one train feature that's wholly within enemy territory... If no terrain features are wholly within enemy territory, you can pick any terrain feature. 
when the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if you control that terrain feature. That's not that hard either. Mm-mm. No. So these aren't too bad. Like, they're not much harder than some of the things you've seen in the regular ones. Like, And this is different than yeah. the last book we saw. Yeah, the Stormcast and uh, the o- the Oruk ones were pretty tough. Yeah, and then you get to the battle tactics, right? Complete yeah. this tactic if at least seven models are slain by disease rolls this turn. Yeah, feed the maggots is that what that one's called. Yeah. I mean, if you know that you can drop a lot, if you're getting into, really getting into the fight and you've got a lot yeah. of guys near them, you're going to just yeah. have so many unless they've got I mean, some it, way to save mortal wounds. Yeah, I mean, if you're rolling... easy. If you're rolling 30 disease dice on a four or something up, like that, yeah, on a four up, I mean, it, you're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, unless uh, you've got a lot of multi-wound models, it might be a little harder to take them down, but still. True. I mean, true, it, it's... You slay, slay them, yeah. It, it, every, every one of these depends on what your situation on the table is. That's why you're calling them on that turn. But this right. is one that it looks like, oh, I could, you could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, nurture the Narlmaw. Pick one feculent Narlmaw in your army. That is within 12 inches of any enemy units. You complete this tactic if that feculent Narma is more than 12 inches from all enemy units at the end of this turn. So if you got someone who's within 12, go kill that unit, basically. Yeah, that's 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 an easy one. I which, think. which you've already got the pick a unit and kill it in the in the main yeah. book. Now you got an extra one, and this one doesn't mm-hmm. have to be battle line. Yeah, and and you just have to. You don't even have to kill the whole unit. You just have to make sure it's not within a foot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the guy. I mean. Just, yeah, if they're the picking guy. away, if they're picking away models and they go go more than a foot away, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I w- hopefully they would know what you're trying to do and maybe not but, do that. But, but it might, maybe they but can't. It might. Maybe it would mess them up. You know. Exactly. Exactly. You're maybe you're trying to force them to do that. Uh, Gifts of Nurgle. Uh, you complete this tactic if all friendly units that were on the battlefield at the start of this turn inflict at least one disease point on at least one enemy unit during this turn. Also doable. See, but then this goes to that whole idea of uh, every unit has to inflict a disease point. Mm-hmm. So, does that just mean they all have to be within three inches? Because if I remember, if oh. any are near, so once again, mm-hmm. this goes to that whole thing that it's every. Yeah. Because if any of them are near, then did even though he only takes one, did they all mm-hmm. inflict it? You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And this is the other rule that I had a question about is this battle tactic because this goes to the question of does – now, unless you take this late in the game. Right. Because it's all friendly units that are on the battlefield at the start of this turn affect at least one disease point on at least one enemy yeah. unit. So if you've only got a couple yeah, so of units left, that makes right, it a lot you've easier. You've got three units, yeah. I'm yeah, just, that's probably – this is, I hear you're saying. This is concerning to me, though, because I, as much as I like this, I don't want it to be kind of broken, and it seems like if mm-hmm. you've got a lot of small units, you're almost mm-hmm. guaranteed to be throwing seven disease points yeah. down constantly in this game. Yeah. Um, I, and I just don't... I, I, once again, I didn't play it. What do I know? Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe I'm making a big deal out of nothing. <laughs> I, I think, well, the main rule is... Reads correct. It's just these little inconsistencies that don't make sense. Yeah, and there's only, and it's not. I mean, it's all about that one rule, and it's one battle tactic and one artifact that are making mm-hmm. me question it. Yeah. Um, glory to grandfather. 
if at the end of the turn, if more enemy units than friendly units are destroyed during this turn. That one's not right. too hard. No. Uh, the droning. That, well, let's get back to the other one. Uh, you, you would do that one at the beginning. That might be your first turn battle tactic. Or if you've you got know. a couple of units that are down to like one model, and you know you can exactly. take off a couple of units there. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the droning. Uh, you complete this tactic if there is a different friendly unit with a rot fly mount in each quarter of the battlefield at the end of this turn. You'd have to have four units of yeah. of flying units. Now, if you're taking that flying, the drone, you know, the drone, whatever they're called, that uh, those dudes. Yep. That could totally work for you, but that's once again, that's a lot of. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a that's one situational. That's the, and, and then if you're playing droning guard, though, you're gonna be taking almost all fly units. That could totally mm -hmm. work, but are you taking it all just to get one battle tactic? Right. Okay. Uh, s sudden domination. You complete this tactic if you summon a great unclean one to the battlefield during this turn, and it is within three inches of an objective that you control in your opponent's territory at the end of this turn. Wow. So you would need 30 contagion points and have, be within three inches of an objective that you control in your, so you have to be in your opponent's territory well, it's only and have 30 be, contagion points. It's got to be more than nine inches from the enemy and wholly within seven inches of a hero yeah. or of a feculent Naromaw in right. your army. So it, you can yeah. just drop them right in. Especially a GUO, it's going to have a huge base. Yeah, but getting getting a great unclean one. Yeah, that's I thirty just, points. More 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 than nine, and within three of an objective is going to be that's going to be a tough one, I think. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're looking at it and you're like, I'm going to summon him, and I'm looking, okay, I can drop him right here, then take it. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You, yeah, you don't have to. You get to pick, right? Right, you're picking it. So, uh, core battalions, they only have two. One yeah. of them is the triple great unclean one. You take yeah. three three GUOs, and that one allows you to pick an extra enhancement. Yeah, that's the old classic yep. thricefold development. Yep. And the Rotbringer cyst, one to three leaders with uh, less than ten wounds, so they're the regular smaller leaders, mm -hmm. and then three to six Rotbringer troops. So and these are all mortals. So it's three, one to three mortal leaders, the smaller ones. Three to yeah. six mortal units. That is not a leader, artillery, or behemoth, and that's a one drop. Mm -hmm. So if you're taking a, a mortal Nurgle army, up yeah. to nine units in one drop is that's pretty good. That's pretty good if you want to get it down fast. All right, break time. We haven't had a break in, and oh god, it's been ninety minutes. Okay, I'm ex yeah. Okay, whoops. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and we are going to talk units. Woohoo! Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. 
Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we're back. Hello. Hello. We're talk about Nurgle War Scrolls. Here we yeah. go. Now we're going to go in the order that they are described in their unit entry because as we like to do on Garage Hammer, rather than talk about how good they are on the table, we talk about do they sound fun and do they fit their lore? Mm. Um, because that's what we do. I think we're the only ones who do this, which makes it a little unique. And plus, if you really want to know just what the best units are there are other dudes who can just give you their honest opinion on what's the best and what's not so great unclean one and well, erotica we'll go into so, it a little bit yeah. as well so. great unclean one and eroticus are both on the that first page so we'll just do these in the order that they are on the in the and the and the on the pages here now these guys mm-hmm. cost the same amount of points so i think this is yeah. interesting okay now the base great unclean one uh it can do a lot it's got 18 wounds. It's got a four-up save. It's got the five-up, you know, the disgusting resilient. It can cast and unbind two spells. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got D6 missile attacks. It's only a seven-inch range. Threes by uh, twos getting worse as they get wounded. That's three rend two damage. That's not bad for stuff that's close up, that noxious bile. Um, and then, now you got to pick between its weapons, okay? So you can pick between a sword and a flail, or a bell and a flail. You can take a sword and the bile blade, or the bell and the bile blade. So you're going to have, you know, uh, this stuff. Now, the one benefit, what is it? Uh, if you have the bell... You can ring the bell at the start of your hero phase and get extra contagion points. So right there, the which bell is, awesome, is pretty good. Is yeah. Good. If you have the blade, so it's like you kind of want to take the bell and the blade to get all the best, uh, you know, bonuses. If you take the blade, you take you can go and do an offering to Nurgle. Take one mortal wound that you can't negate, so no ward for it, and you get to cast an extra spell, which is good. Yeah. So three spells. Yeah. Now, I mean, now the the bile sword has a potential with two ren to do sixteen wounds. Right. So if you're skipping that but for it, the bell, the bell has a potential to only do at the best ten wounds, and it's it's only one ren, not two. So you've got different trade offs here. Well, there's a bile sword and a bile blade. Right. So if you're yeah, taking so the, the blade, bell and the blade. You're taking not you're not taking the most ideal of the weapon choices here. You're taking the two right. lesser damage, but I can cast an extra spell if I want to take a wound that I yeah. can't negate. I mean, but like later, I get to heal D three wounds on my next turn, so I'll do that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then the bells. Bile blade me, is 
Yeah, Bioblade is good. I mean, it's mm-hmm. four attacks, three threes, red one, flat damage. These are all flat damage, too. Flat damage, three. Right. So, But yeah. if you take the bell, then you don't get the flail. Now, what does the flail do? It gets one extra attack. So I'm taking the bell every time. Mm-hmm. Right? Because what big deal? So it's one, I mean, one extra attack, yeah, granted, that could be three more damage, but I want the bell that's going to be giving me the contagion points, right? Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Well, unless you're going to go Bile Sword. You go Bile Sword, Bell, can you do that? Yes, you can. No, no, no you can't go Sword and Bell. You either go Sword or no. Bell, yeah. Blade or Flail. Right. The Bile Sword is so good, though. But four attacks, four damage, Ren two. Oof. Yeah. So, but that's fours with fours by threes, two rend, four damage. Mm-hmm. Doomsday Bell, five attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. So, I mean, right. they're all good. I'm, but I'm just, they're all like good. I said, I'm thinking all the yeah. special abilities from the other one makes that a, just a better move, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so let's contrast. Let's contrast him to Rodigus. Well, let's eat, well let's finish all the stuff it can do because Rodigus and him have some of the same things. Yes. Uh, let's see. Um, Mount, mountain of loathsome flesh and bloated with corruption. The, right. So on a two up, you get to suffer. The enemy suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to the mountain of loathsome flesh value. Right, and that starts at four, three, two, one. Like it's bracket. So you're a monster. So this, you, instead of doing picking a monstrous rampage thing, you can pick this. Yeah. And on a two up, yeah, you do up to, up to four mortal wounds, and they both can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both bloated with corruption. Unmodified. Yeah, you take- your disgustingly resilient roll. If you roll a six, mm-hmm. uh, pick an enemy unit within three, and you can give them a disease point. So that's really good, and they both have that. So what? A, besides having the the ridiculous choice of weapons, what else yeah. does the? Um, so he's got Plague Wind. The uh, Great Unclean one has a different spell. So yeah. Plague Wind is cast of seven, range of fourteen. Pick a point in the battlefield within range, invisible. Draw a straight line between that point and the closest part of the caster's base. Roll dice for each enemy unit. Pass across that line or a four up. It's like you take a disease point, so it's not the greatest spell. Um, it used, to, yeah, the old one was crazy. Yeah, but he's got this. He's got the the blade and the bell, and so he can cast a third spell. He can uh, he can get contagion points, you know, and then he does the other stuff. Now, what does Rodigus do? Rodigus has two more wounds. Mm-hmm. He has twenty. Yep, so he has twenty wounds. Um, he's he also a second. What? Yeah, go ahead. He counts as a he counts as a second general, which is nice. Yeah, he can be the general even if he's not the general. Um, he's also casting and dispelling two. He's also bloated with corruption. He's also got the mountain of loathsome flesh. Um, he's got. I mean, he's, he he only has this uh, a couple of regular attacks. He's got five attacks, threes by threes, one ren, three damage. And then his Fanged Maw D3 attacks that can do two damage apiece. So he's not doing nearly as much damage, potentially, mm-hmm. as the regular Great Unclean one. Mm-hmm. Um, and his only real benefit is he's got this Deluge of Nurgle, and he's got Rainfather, 
So Rainfather means he can re-roll the casting roll for this deluge. So here's right. what he loses the different swords, and he's got this spell. Uh, cast on a seven, roll seven dice for each five up, pick an enemy unit that's visible, and it takes D3 mortals. Mm-hmm. Um, casting on a seven, re-rollable is nice, but once again, seven dice. You're going to average two yeah. of those, so two units are going to take D3 mortals, so two units are going to take, on the average, two units will take two, uh, two, two, mortals. two mortal wounds. Right. I mean... I don't know. I mean, it is table. It, it is table wide. It is table wide. And and this army isn't replete with a lot of range, so maybe this is their answer for that. Maybe I don't know. I just I, I it feel like do, a regular do a lot. Feels like a regular great unclean one for the same price is it got a little more juice. I agree. Yeah, I agree. That's just me. But they both fit their lore. Like the great unclean ones just going through yeah. merrily, ringing the bells, doing the thing, casting the magic. Um, and then mm-hmm. Rodigus shows up and he does. I mean, that's what Rodigus does. That's his whole shtick is he brings down the rain. Yeah. The deluge of diseased rain. So he's got the spell. Right. And he gets to re-roll the casting roll. Because why? Because that's his shtick and he's going to get it off. Right. So, I mean, it's not bad. They follow the lore. I just, there's so many things that the regular one can do, and he's got this one special spell and loses a lot of the other cool stuff. For the same points cost. Yep. All right. Maybe he was like 50, 50 points cheaper. Maybe he'd be more attractive. Yeah, that's, I just, it's just, for the exact same points, I'm wondering, it doesn't feel right to me. Mm -hmm. All right, Poxbringers. These are veteran plague bearers. These are the, the hero plague bearers basically yeah the heralds um, of Nurgle. yeah they've got the uh they got the little uh crowns crown of horns yeah. that are growing out mm-hmm. of their head mm-hmm. and they are the most willing to do his work in the mortal realms they are the guys who are out there pushing it that's why they got the horns they're the captains of the tally bands mm-hmm. um rules wise you know he's he's a, he's a five wound four up hero yeah, and Four. he's a caster. Yeah, he's another wizard, can cast one. Yep. Um, now, he's a four-up save, five-up ward, of course. Four-up save, five-up four attacks, D3 damage. He, he's got his own spell, casts on a six, pick an enemy unit within three of a plague bearer host that is visible to the caster. So once again, no range on this. Right. Any plague bearer host he can see. And if they're within three inches, the enemy unit takes D3 mortal wounds. That's pretty good, especially when you're going to want to keep him near one anyway because in the combat phase, when you pick him to fight, you can also pick a plague bearer unit, wholly within 12, that hasn't fought yet, and they can both fight, and they can fight in the order you want them to fight. Yeah, that's cool. So if you get any special rules or special abilities, things that happen that if the hero kills them or if they kill them or whatever is going to happen... You know, if he's got a special that special item, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. and his plague bearers are going to do D three mortals, and the plague bearers they can fight double, which is great. Well, they don't fight double; they just fight w- right after each other. Well, right, but I'm saying you're getting two units to fight. Two units, yeah, exactly, yep. A lot of times you get this hero, and it's like, ugh, you know what? I want my big unit to fight, but I don't want him to try and kill my hero. Oh, I don't have to worry about it. I got a captain mm-hmm. and the unit they fight together. 
Exactly. And this is that whole, he's the hero, they look up to him. Uh, yeah. He's the most willing to get out there. And it's it's exactly what it says in the lore. Mm-hmm. These guys seem pretty good. Like, if you just yeah, want to take a lot of plague bearers and a couple of these guys, it seems like a decent mix. Yeah. And how much are Plus, these bros? Pox bearers, pox bearers. Pox bearer, 145. 145. And yeah, a unit of 10 is buck 50. So for 300, you get him and a unit of 10. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, there's, you could do remember, you're, gonna, you're, you're probably going to give this guy like a magic weapon or something right. like that, you know. Now, the sloppity bile pipers and the spoiled pox scriveners, what a wonky pair. This is the goofiest thing I think I've seen, you know. I know. Okay. So the sloppity bile pi- pipers are affected by Nurgle's disease, chortling moraine. Okay. Yeah. They suddenly, they can't stop joking. They can't, like, what normally people who get this, um, they fall into what it says here, uh, sanity-shattering hysterics and the compulsion to dance and make merry until their sides literally split or their heart heart bursts from exuberance. Mm -hmm. Now, the plague bears can catch this, and they become these weird jesters that become basically hero characters. Um, And they, they run around, and they're making jokes and jibes, and they're sort of pushing the... You know, pushing their their the the Nurgle units around them to work harder. By well, it says they ent- it says they entertain their fellow demons. Yes. <laughs> like what? And here's the thing: eventually, if the if the disease ever goes into remission, so if this chortling moraine ever dials itself back, mm-hmm. uh, they they suddenly they aren't wacky anymore. And by not being wacky, they're not getting any laughter, they're not getting any anything, and they suddenly become really morose, and they get basically turned into the bagpipes for the next guy. <laughs> they cut him up and turn him into the, ba- the, the set of gut pipes for the next yeah. bile piper. So yeah, you can kind of see that in the model, too. Yeah. It's pretty grim. You're this goofy guy, and if the disease ever goes away, they turn you into bagpipes for the next guy. That's ridiculous. Uh, and then let's talk about the scoil, uh, the Scriveners real quick since they're right with them. Yeah. Um, these guys are crank. They're they're the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. They're ill-tempered. They're miserly. They don't want to give credit. They have to walk around and catalog all of the plague bearers and note who's doing their job right and who's not doing enough killing and poisoning. Yeah. Um, here's a wonderful bit of detail. That feather quill that they use is taken from the wing of tortured lords of change. So when Nurgle captures a lord of change, captures one of Zinch's greater demons, he pulls their feathers and gives them to his guys to keep to use as pens. (laughs) Um, They're also allergic to reality. So they sneeze a lot and it makes them even crankier. And the plague bearers work harder around him when they start getting cranky because they don't want him to infect them with the chortling moraine and turn them into sloppity bile pipers. <laughs> and because they're so cranky, the bile pipers irritate the crap out of them and make them even crankier. So you right. got these two here, the one who can't stop being a fool, 
and the other one who is just irritated by everything. What a yeah, that dumb a, pair. That is a- and it says the irony is that biopipers and scriveners are often made to work in tandem alongside the poxbringers, encouraging their kin through humor and threat alike. The moldering carrot and the gnarled stick. It's so good. <laughs> Isn't this, this great? <laughs> That's excellent. Okay, so um, they're both five wound, five up save guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the biopiper, four attacks at two damage, not bad. Uh, and then you've got these tunes. At the start of the combat phase, it can play a play a tune. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. Pick one of the following tunes. The effect lasts until the end of the phase. A unit can't benefit from it more than once, and if it's affected by two or more different tunes, none of them have an effect. So yeah. because they have like a 14-inch bubble range on these things, they got a 14-inch area of effect. So if you have more than one... You either have to keep them far away or you have to pick yeah. the same thing. Because if they're nearby and they pick the same thing, I can't be affected by it more than once, but I can still have it. If you try to affect right. them by more than one, they don't get anything. So you got to sort of be, tri- be be careful with these. Um, so you can sing a song called A Stabbing We Will Go, <laughs> which add one to the wound rolls by Nurgle Demons, wholly within 14 inches. So units holy with them. That's Super a good. big range. Plus one to wound. Yeah. Or you sing early one evening, my pustule was seeping. So nasty. Um, if an unmodified wound roll is a six, it causes a mortal wound to the target as well as any other damage. So wound rolls of six yeah. do an extra mortal wound. Or you can pick the final song, My Love is Like a Ripe, Ripe Fart. Enemy models within three inches of a demon unit, wholly within 14 inches of the Bile Piper, cannot do pile-in moves closer to a model in that unit than they were at the start of the move. So they can Also really good. Yeah, they can't pile in any closer. They can start to move around you, but they can't get any closer to you, which is really nice. Yeah, so basically they can't pile in. I mean, they can. They just can't get any closer. You can't wind up farther. I can start to move around your unit, you know, mm-hmm. to start to spread out, but not getting closer. Yeah. But, yeah, so the Bile Piper has got playing all the different tunes that is making, you know, pushing these guys to do better. And once yeah, again, so, totally fits his lore. Oh, totally. So if you're, I mean, these guys are like the epitome of the Nurgle lore, right? So these, and I think you're going to be using these, if you're playing Plague Bearer heavy armies, you're going to have these guys. Because I, wherever it says, wherever it says Nurgle Demon, just substitute the word Plague Bearer in there. And that's pretty much what I think most people are using these guys for. I mean, adding one sure. to Wound Rolls for all your Plague Bearers is amazing because now they're wounding on twos. Yeah. So now you're doing all-out attack, hitting on threes, wounding on twos, with yeah. your three wound. With your three wound. Yeah, because you cast a spell, making them three wound models. Spell, yeah, now they're three wounds, and they got a five up ward, and yeah, yeah. And then you got him next to the scrivener. Mm-hmm. All right, um, he's got a missile weapon. His disgusting sneezes, because don't forget, he's allergic to this reality. 
So he gets D6 attacks, twos to hit, fours to wound, one damage. Of course it's twos to hit because he's sneezing. He's just spreading snot everywhere. Okay, yeah. and then he's got that, that mouth thing on him that has two attacks that can do two damage. So, I mean, it's not great, but this guy, he, at the start of the combat phase, can call for the count. Mm-hmm. And remember, he, he makes them nervous. Remember, he's checking on them, making sure they're doing their jobs. Yeah. Pick a friendly plague bearer host wholly within 14 inches of this unit. and pick. So this one can only affect one. Okay, whereas the other one, add one to wounds made by friendly units wholly within 14. So the biopiper affects everybody. Because he's just making right. everybody laugh and everyone's listening to him. The yep. Scrivener is affecting the people that he's literally focusing on, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a unit cannot carry out more than one count per phase. So if you have more yeah. than one of these guys, you can only do one. Uh, plus one attack, plus one so rend, or yeah. plus one to save. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus one attack. So those 20 plague bearers, because you took a big unit. Mm-hmm. Now have two attacks, hitting on, uh, all out of yeah, all out attacking, hitting threes on threes hit. and wounding on twos because you got the bile piper twos next to them. Yeah, or they got rend one, or you give them rend one. Or, yeah, or I mean, those are the main ones. Or you get that plus one save, but then you go from a six to a five, I guess. But but maybe you'd use that plus one save on a, a character, you know, to get them down to a, you yeah. Know, a three up save or something. These are just great though. These are just these are so Yeah. Yeah, these are so much these uh, you know, not granted. You could just take a couple of great unclean ones and then just not worry about these guys. But this seems like fun. This seems like lots of little boosts if you're taking a lot of uh plague bearers. Yeah. Well, I think that's I think this is how you win with Nurgle is with these guys. Mm-hmm. Is you overwhelm the objectives with these super hard to kill plague bearers. And you just pile these guys in behind them, and you just buff those dudes. I, I mean, you're you're healing them back. You're mm-hmm. kind of making them yeah. three wounds. You're increasing their attacks. You're doing all this stuff, and it's not hard to do. Right. Now we've got Epidemius. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let me find Epidemius's log here. He's the tally man. The seven protectors of pestilence are a clique of Nurgleite demons who oversee grandfather's lesser servants. Uh, while most Nurglings are jubilant creatures, those who serve... Okay, he's the guy who they carry around, all the Nurglings carry him around in the little palanquin. Yeah. Uh, they are not the jubilant Nurglings that you see everywhere else. They are hushed and cowed, for they fear the disapproving silencing of his record-keeping more than any foe. Um... And this one, lore-wise, the more he uh, keeps the records, the more he's keeping track of all the diseases and everything happening, the greater favor Nurgle gives to him. Now, right. in, I was trying to remember when this guy came out. I, I it, remember the model when it got released. Yeah, that was back, was it 7th? Was it Storm of Chaos when this guy came out? Uh, I he was out. I know he was out in seventh because uh, I started playing right at the very end of sixth. Like the book, the seventh mm-hmm. book was coming out when I started. Yeah, playing, I remember so. when this guy. I remember when this guy got released. He was super good when he came out. Now here's the thing. He got cheaper, mm-hmm. uh, but before with the tally, you keep track of how many models were killed, and once you hit some, you got to re-roll 
like hit roll, rolls or something like that, uh, that's gone. Yeah. Um, it's not as good, but I'm thinking about that as I was looking at it. Dude, if if sixes are giving out disease points, re-rolling hit mm-hmm. rolls is just might be a little too good for the points. Um, now, at the start of the hero phase, roll the number of dice for each of the following units and terrain features that are visible. So you roll three dice for each great unclean one, two dice for each uh, unit of plague bearers with ten or more models. Roll a die for... Oh, roll also two dice for any feculent gnarlemaws you can see, and one die for every other friendly maggot kin unit. Mm -hmm. Uh, For every five up, you add one to the tally. So you're rolling... To a max? To a maximum of seven. Uh, and then those seven, basically, you've got each each one of those. You can use it to reroll a ward roll, a casting roll, a dispelling roll, or unbinding roll that you make for a friendly maggotkin unit. So basically, good. basically, Nurgle's giving you his favor, and it's for your magic or your saves. You get seven maximum of seven reroll a ward roll. Um, you know, casting dispel. So it's it's mostly for your magic. Yeah, but he, it's it's not a maximum number. You can keep getting to that number. So once you get to seven, you use five. You can build back up to seven. Each new disease only allows you to make a single reroll during the battle. Oh, well, hold mm-hmm. on a minute. Um. Mm-hmm. So it's at the start of your hero phase, you do this. Add one to the tally of new diseases to a maximum tally of seven. Each Mm -hmm. new disease that is recorded allows you to reroll one roared, casting, dispelling, or unbinding roll that you make. Mm -hmm. You can keep track of the tally of diseases and number of rerolls you have used on a piece of paper or a separate pool of dice. Note that each new disease only allows you to make a single reroll during the battle. Right. So you build, say you get seven at the end of your first turn, whatever. Uh-huh. You, you, use, you use five of them. In your next hero phase, you get five more. But you can only ever have a maximum of seven. Oh, like a, okay. I thought you got hmm. seven total and that was it because I, I, I misread the designer's Ooh. note. Yeah. Note that each new disease only allows you to make a single reroll during the battle. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So this guy's like, it's kind of like he can get up. Dice to, he can get up to for se- so he can get up to seven each at the start of your hero phase. So every battle yeah. round, you can get up yeah. to seven re rolls for mm-hmm. a friendly maggot kind of Nurgle unit for the ward or the cast or the dispel or the unbind. Yeah, that's really good. I was thinking oh, it was yeah, seven it's... total in the game. No. Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. A ward, so a ward roll, casting roll, dispelling roll, unbinding roll. You know, that's that's two dice. That's a two die roll. You get to re-roll the whole thing. For the ca- yeah, now for the ward roll, it's just one one die uh, though, well, right? One one die, yes, but for casting, dispelling, unbinding, yeah. It's two dice, obviously, so right. Say, right. So you uh, those ward rolls, you're gonna that's probably what you'll be using them most of the time. So you don't like your board roll? You just roll again. Five up. What's well, what's, plus the, chance, your, your, what's the odds on making a re-rolled five? I mean. Well, plus it's in your hero phase, right? 
So the yeah. casting and the dispelling and the unbinding is all happening in the hero phase. If you don't, mm-hmm. whatever you don't burn on magic, you just save. Yeah. And reroll a die in for the wards. Yeah, and you've got oh, the that's, that's helm. way better than I thought it was. So then you got the guy with the helmet with the four up ward. Now you're using he's got a <laughs> an all out defense down to three up armor, and then a four up ward. And like, I got to reroll these ward saves now. Boom. <laughs> so now you got. Unfortunately, it gives you an extra. <sighs> unfortunately, kinda, it's, it's pretty cool to me. Well, it's, it's cool for this, but rules-wise, it's like, hmm, now you got an armor save, a ward save, and now you're re-rolling a ward save. Is that, that's like three levels of, it's the, it's kind of like three levels of protection, which is not allowed in the game anymore, the whole damage prevention roll thing. But you get, well, but I mean, you can re-roll regular this, saves. You can roll, yeah, get they, a re-roll a save and a ward save. I mean, yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's there. Yeah, but this is... And it, oh wow, that's mm-hmm. yeah. See, look, that's talk about Nurgle's favor. Way to go, Epidemius! I totally misread what he was doing. I didn't think he was yeah. that good. Yeah, he's cool. Um, and then we jump to Horticulus Slimus, Slimex, right. the Grand Cultivator, maintaining the g- garden, unpleasant, utterly without humor. But none approach his skill in coaxing feculent Naromaws into reality. Wherever he travels, he is accompanied by packs of slobbering beasts of Nurgle. Let's see what this guy does. Here he is. Now, this guy's got mm-hmm. 10 wounds and a 4-up save. That's already pretty good. Mm-hmm. Three attacks, D3s. D3 attacks from, the, from, the, from his mount doing 2 damage. Um... He's got cool rules. I like this guy. His cultivating the Garden of Nurgles is is good. Yeah, and that's a ones for battle, but he's got other stuff too. So before this unit retreats, so if you retreat from combat, roll a die for each enemy unit within three on a two up, they take D3 mortal wounds because it's an acidic slime trail. So he backs up, mm-hmm. you take damage. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can reroll charge rolls for friendly beast and Nurgle units wholly within 14 of him. In addition, plus one to hit for friendly beasts and Nurgle. Beasts yeah. and Nurgle already hit on fours. They're fours by yeah. threes, one rend, two damage, four attacks. And he's giving them plus one to hit and re-rolling the charge rolls. And those guys have eight wounds at a five-up save. Um, and you're probably going to, if you're going to bring him, you're probably going to have a bunch of them. Like I'm thinking so, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you've got this guy, if you've got this guy plus the battalion... Plus your regular one, you can have three feculent Naramas right at the beginning of the game too. Because yeah, because once yeah, once for battle, start of the hero phase, set up one Naramaw within seven inches of this unit and more than seven inches from all other Naramaws. Yeah, you could. Which is then, yeah, that's that's contagion points. That's that's that's. Disease points. That's exactly. You're either getting a contagion point for them, or it's putting disease points on your enemies. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I just love the idea that as he's going through, oh, God, think about that. You're getting four contagion points just for being on your side without your enemy being there. Mm-hmm. By turn two, you should have some guys into the enemy side, so you're going to be getting six. Mm-hmm. Even if because there's going to be some guys, so you get six. 
you got three Naromaws down at the top of the game, so that's another three, so that's nine. Cost nine points to put down another feculent Naromaw. Mm-hmm. This, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so suddenly you've got stuff all over the board. You're just dropping yeah. these things. And, oh, right. this can be so cool. It can be kind of fun, right? You're just kind of like, and that's what, and they think of it. That gives it the lore of this dude. He literally creates the Garden of Nurgle wherever he goes. Oh yeah, and he, by God, he, I mean, he's going to be doing it with this. I mean, you're going to have four, five, six of these Narabas probably on the battlefield at the end. If that's the way you want to play it, absolutely. If like I said, it depends on what are you yeah. going to summon. And but for nine right. points, you can really start summoning these things. Oh yeah, and the thing is with them is they, because they propagate the, the. Contagion points. The more you have, the more contagion points you get, the more you get to summon. Right. Yeah, and if you take that befouling host, I mean, that's the only thing it gets is that bonus. Mm. Um, oh, wow. That's. Um, is there any other things? No, because the other ones are mortals. Yeah, if you're going to take Slimex, you're going to take that befouling host. And you're yeah, going to have. I've been thinking about this. Have you? <laughs> Oh yeah. There's cool. I mean, there's some good stuff you can do. How much are those beast units anyway? Beasts and Nurgle. I'm gonna see this. One of them's 110 points. points. So that's yeah. They used to be eight. They used to be 80. But their battle line, if you take the befouling host. Yeah. So you take those, and how much is uh, Slimex? He's uh, he's 225. They're not cheap, but suddenly you get a couple of those, and your battle line. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 that doesn't sound like it's super competitive, but it sure sounds awful narrative. Have these yeah, guys running around fun. doing stuff? Well, if your if your if your battle line is only costing you three hundred and thirty points, uh huh. I mean, that's a lot of stuff that you could put somewhere else. And remember, you, know? you can reroll the charge rolls for them, and add mm-hmm. one to hit. Beast and Nurgle. Yeah. Let's just talk about them, even though they're not the next thing on the list. Yeah. They've got that D6 attacks from the from the from their maw. They got four attacks from their claws. They've literally got a potential of doing um 14 damage, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh they can retreat or run and still charge. Which is huge. That's a big that's a good rule. When they retreat, they can go across other models just like they could fly. Yeah. You can well, retreat well, running well, yeah, running and charging is is big. Yeah, or retreat and charge. So I'm going to retreat. What am I going to do? I'm going to retreat through your unit onto the other side of your unit so I get into your backfield and I can attack other yeah. things so I can move right through your units. Yeah. yeah, now I'm on an objective or whatever. And and again, before they retreat, just like Slimex, they leave that trail. So any units within three inches on a four-up, they take a disease point. He right. does mortal wounds. They do disease points when they pass right through your models. Yeah, right. Plus, he has a when he charges, he can do mortal wounds like a chariot. Yeah, he d three on a two plus. He does d three mortal wounds. He does. They do impact hits. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's just. I mean, that's eight wounds, fives by yeah. fives, and they're. I mean, one hundred and ten points. I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's It'll not great. I mean, plague bearers are probably going to be better, but just eight wounds, five by fives, and this thing can do fourteen damage on its own. He actually has the potential mm-hmm. to do more damage than the plague bearers do. Yeah, and then you, and then 
that kind of brings up like the next thing. He's like your nurglings, and those are scouts basically. You just you just pop them up on the other side of the battlefield, and that helps you get more contagion points. And now you've got units in the enemy's deployment zone, and they're nurglings. I mean, who cares? Set up on the battlefield, wholly wholly outside your territory, within three inches of a terrain feature. More than yeah, boom, they're popping up over there. At the end mm-hmm. of the battle shock phase, they only have four wounds, but they heal them all back. Right. Right. And these, yeah. yeah, they're they're one hundred and five points. Yeah, they're not great, but they're great for. I mean, I well, suppose, they do a job. Yeah, they do a job, is what they do. Mm-hmm. Especially just a couple of these things, and then boom, it's like, oh, well, they got a six by five, and if you don't kill it, it's getting all its wounds back because these right. things. Right. Just remember, never remember, remember, it's the whole unit. So that model, so if you bring a unit of three, that's 12 wounds. You have to do oh, 12 right. wounds to this unit. There's three. Oh, I forgot. There's three in the in the unit. So at the end of the battle shot fails, heal all wounds that have been allocated to this unit. It's going to cost you 315 points, but no, can you do... it's a unit of three for 105 points. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So you're yeah. gonna get so, so twelve wounds. You gotta do twelve wounds to a five to a six up armor, five up ward unit. You gotta do twelve wounds, mm-hmm. and if you don't, they all come back. No, they don't all come back. Uh, you, you heal the whole unit at the end of the battle shock phase. Heal all wounds that have been allocated to this unit. Oh wait, no. No, I would think if they're dead, you don't feed them back. It's wounds that are allocated to models that aren't dead. Because that means that the unit can't be killed. Well, you'd have to do, you'd have to, well, I, I see what you're saying. Well, see what I'm yeah, saying? Because really, if I took off yeah. two, if I took off all three, then I can't put yeah. them back. But if I took off two, I could put the two back? No, 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 no. I think that's just whatever's left. I, don't, I wish it didn't say unit. I wish it said model. Heal all wounds that have been allocated to this model. Okay, well, because it's a unit, but I mean, you you only allocate to the one model, unit, so I mean, that's just I, I think. Is, but a unit is three. Right, but I mean, they say that a lot of times. <laughs> you can, you know, heal Do wounds. They? I think so. They don't say heal wounds back to a model. Well, it does add that one wound to every model in the game. I don't know. It just seems to me that you <laughs> couldn't do that. That seems crazy. Like you'd have like that just seems maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. I think that if a, once once a model is dead, it's dead. You're healing units on on living models because otherwise, if you could put two back, then why would you just put all three back and then they're unkillable? That just makes no sense to me. They're not they're they're not unkillable. I don't. I, I see what you're saying with the once a once a once a model is dead and four it's gone, wounds have been allocated rem- to it. It's gone. Yeah, it's removed. But if you do three. If you, but if you do three wounds, if you leave one with three wounds on it, it's going to come back to four. Yeah, if you leave one with one wound on it, it's yeah, it's, that's going to yeah. be completely healed. Yeah, yeah, which is still amazing. Yeah, and like I said, uh, I'm going to hold an objective with this because they've got well, they've only got four wounds, so I don't think they count for two models. So I think you need five for that, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, who have we not talked about yet? Uh, we've got plague bearers and plague drones. Plague bearers, the foot soldiers, the yep. foulest of all demons. They oh, here we go. 
Their soul stuff is a particular hellish origin. Mortals slain by Nurgle's rot. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The rot is a demonic contagion that attacks the spirit as aggressively as a body. Agony is piled on the infected. Their misery deepening as their body refuses to succumb, keeping them in a state of constant despair. Some go on a death quest, yet most who perish do so only after embracing the full horror of their condition, their minds shattered by the dreadful suffering. These irrevocably tainted souls are accepted into the garden, there to be reborn as a plague bearer. Nice. There so they are, they are humans can come back as plague bearers, but apparently some don't. Apparently the big uh, some guys come back as the other guys. So, And the plague drones basically are... Uh, if a beast of Nurgle is rebuffed too many times, if too many people are mean to the <laughs> to, to a beast of Nurgle, a yeah. canker Aww. of resentment will germinate. They will fall into a depression when they get banished back to the garden. So yeah. basically, if they get banished back, to, if they get killed off too many times, they start to resent the fact that nobody wants to play with them. Uh, they form a living chrysalis around themselves, and then when they emerge, they're a rot fly. Mm-hmm. And all they want to do is hunt down the ones who spurned them. <laughs> all right, so let's take a look at plague bearers and plague drones. Plague bearers, plague bearers. Yeah. They, like you said, they only have a six-up ward save. They have two wounds apiece, though, which six is up bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, one attack, not great. Um, here's what I like about them. Uh, mine, as long as you got five models in the unit, you're minus one to hit them from missile weapons because of the cloud of flies. Mm-hmm. Plus one attack for the champion. The standard bearer, if uh, if you have a standard bearer, then if your unmodified battle shock roll is a one, you can put one model back instead of taking any models off. Yeah, that's the standard. Yeah, but then the yeah. musician. That's often isn't that like the musician's gig or something like that? No, that's yeah. I was that was like the. It was called a reality blinks. Oh, it was that's like right. an icon of chaos that was like on pretty much the demon units. I like the musician. The musician, if your enemies within six inches roll a one for their battle shock, they have to re-roll it. Yeah. That's great. I don't know mm-hmm. I don't I can't think of other units that do that. I their, think there's a couple other ones that do that. Their musicians make you re-roll. I thought their musicians would give them like a plus one bravery. Or yeah, some junk I mean, like I, that. I think I think I've seen that somewhere else. I don't remember it, it, and I think it's cool. Yeah, it is good. If you know, oh, I rolled yeah. a one for my battle shock. Reroll that. Oh, yeah, I always I always suck. think. Yeah, I always think of the plague bearers in this army. It's just like these. This is the unit that you do all your buffs to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This this is like these are just the guys that get the plus one to hit, the plus one to wound, the plus one armor, or your plus one attack, or you make them this or that, or like you know what I mean. This is this is the unit right. that you apply everything to because I mean, these are your foot soldiers. These are the guys that twenty you know, wounds for one hundred and fifty points seems pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Just like inherently on their own, yeah. they're not great. But we start buffing them, and they're kind of like zombies. You know what I mean, like. You start buffing them. You start doing all this stuff to them. They start to become amazing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like I said. I, I'm looking at this going. These this could be pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Plague drones. So basically, um, now they plague bearers on 
flies. But they also get more attacks and better to hits. Like the plague sword is better than the bale sword. Um. Mm-hmm. Then their musician or their standard bearer uh, does the same thing, and their musician does the same thing. Reroll battle shock yeah. rolls of one for enemy units. Um. Now, this is an interesting thing, and this came in the rules here with the plague drones. That came in with one of the plague uh, leader characters. They talked about how they make these uh, death's heads. Right. And the death's head, it's threes by threes. It's a missile weapon with one damage. It's equal to the number of models in the unit up to seven. Yeah, for the attacks. Yeah. It's a seven-inch range. It's short range, but you're throwing diseased heads. Yeah, at them. And typically you got a unit. Typically you got a unit of three. Mm-hmm. So if you're going up against a unit of, I don't know, five liberators or something, I mean that's, shoot, that's, fifteen attacks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because it's for each guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys do. And then, then that the- follows the lore, you know, along with these other guys. Yeah. So, gosh, what else? There's so many things in here. We got the Glotkin coming up. Now, the Glotkin have a thousand things. They got 20 wounds, a bunch of attacks. Um, yeah. We've covered the story of the Glotkin before on this show. These guys were three brothers who became, I mean, they got a whole page, right? Nurgle's yeah. Morgul Servants. Um, Otto is the oldest. Uh, he's the he's the happy he's the Nurgle champion fighter dude. His brother is the Nurgle wiz, the cranky Nurgle wizard, mm-hmm. and um, and then their, their brother, other brother is the dude is the, the is the guy, guy. right. He was the really handsome and smart and clever one, and he got turned into a completely brainless monster. <laughs> yeah. Poor Earthak. Yeah, but these guys are great. They're 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 Nurgle's favored. They're like his favorite of his human servants. Um, this was like the first really big Games Workshop plastic model. Do you remember this? This came out during the end times because these guys came out. They had a book, yeah. Lotkin, and you're like, what is this? And they yeah. actually failed in their thing, and, and Nurgle got so mad at them that he put each of them in a separate little jar and put them on a shelf in <laughs> his in his in his uh, workshop because he was so mad at them for failing. And they yeah. were stayed there for a while, but Nurgle he Papa Nur he can't stay mad at you guys. <laughs> so eventually he lets them out. Come on, guys, yeah. get going. You could do mm-hmm. your thing. But it was like revolutionary when this model came out. It, it was just massive. And it was cool. This yeah. is a great model. It's got everything. I, I, It's been a long time since I've seen one in the wild. Yeah. Um, and th- th- there's so much on it. It kind of, you know, a, a, a better paint job on this is is better, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. it's Nurgle, so you can kind of paint it up quick, and it still looks pretty good usually. Yeah. Now, they've got a thousand things they can do, and this is already going long, and we're kind of covering a little too deep into each of these units. But these guys, <laughs> they're a wizard, two two cast, two unbinds. They're a monster. Yeah. 
They can do the Mountain of Loathsome Flesh just like the Great Unclean Ones can do, except they get up to five as opposed yeah. to the four. Four. Um, mm-hmm. You can treat them like the general even if they're not the general, which means all of their buffs and things have the bigger range. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a command ability. Um, the that uh, they can use to pick a unit within 12 inches. Um, the command must be issued by this unit and must be received by another friendly magakin of Yurgle unit within 12 inches. This unit and that unit uh, can both attempt to charge. Uh, you can use it in the in the movement phase, in the enemy movement phase. At the end of the enemy movement phase, if this unit is within 12 inches of an enemy unit, you can pick this and one other unit within 12, and they can both charge. <laughs> That's great. Oh, you moved up close. You're not close yeah. enough. I'll charge you. Mm-hmm. Blightkrieg yeah. instead of Blitzkrieg. Yeah, Blightkrieg. That's kind of like what the uh, the orcs do, right? The irons, uh-huh. iron suns, right? That, that's what they do, right? Um, and don't forget, you oh, they can do abundance of flesh. So that spell that gives you an extra wound, they mm-hmm. can do it on Nurgle mortals. The right. one, the the one for the the one for the the demons was fleshy abundance. Yeah, this is abundance, abundance of flesh, of but flesh. And I was like, oh, my God, those are two different spells. You get, But no, this only works on mortals. That only works on yeah. demons. Because I was like, I can yeah. make my plague bearers four wounds each? Uh, no, no, I can't. <laughs> I got all excited for nothing. Uh, and the last thing, this one's really cool. Horrific opponent. At the start of the enemy movement phase, roll. you must roll 2d6 for each enemy unit within three inches of this unit. If it's equal to or greater than their bravery, they must retreat or take d6 mortal wounds. This fits all of it. Like all of their little, I mean, this is, they've got rules for just about everything. You've got Plus this thing, too. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, this unit just hits hard, too. It's got tons of attacks, tons of rend, just flat three damage all over the place. I mean, my God. It's got a potential for, in in the combat phase, to do uh, 20, 33 wounds. Yeah. It's got a potential Something for like 33 that. wounds. Most of the uh, and they're hitting on threes, wounding on twos with two rend and three damage for most of these attacks. Like they mm-hmm. are going to smash things. Right. I like this. These guys are great. There's so many choices in this dumb book. Yeah. Okay, so now there's been three exalted lords that have been given pox maggots. Yep. What are you blowing into the microphone like that for? You almost knocked my eardrums out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're like, Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's getting late, folks. We're getting silly. Okay. Um, you know what? I am getting a little tired with this, though, and we are. there's a lot of stuff, but we're getting close to the end. But these three, mm-hmm. let's kind of let's kind of wrap these three up in a, in a, in a in a nice little bow together. Okay, yeah, they're similar. They are similar. So let's try to keep them together. Um, they're the three the three people that that Nurgle has given pox maggots to. So they're that's the mount. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Orgot Demon Spew is just a great. He's one of Nurgle's best champion fighter guys. You know, like he's just so awesome. Um, he is not allowed into. Nurgle's garden, however, uh, they say he's the bastard son of a great unclean one. 
Um, but he's up there. He's fighting. He's doing some great work. Uh, but he is upset because he can't get into the Garden of Nurgle. Okay? But he is one of the best servants. Blobrot spawned. Um, he is the Lord of Demon Flies. He's basically a flesh sack filled with flies. Yeah, if you leave one fly left alive, he can come back. Yeah, because literally his entire insides are made up of flies, which is insane. Um, Nurgle got annoyed with him because he used to sit and like pull the wings off flies as a kid, like regular flies. He was cruel to insects. So <laughs> Nurgle decided to um, to punish him. And now he is the Lord of Flies. He, the Blob is the Swarm, and the Swarm is Blob. Right. And he's already gotten some of his insects into the Hammerhall Gyra, and they're spreading disease in Hammerhall Gyra. And then finally get Morbidex Twiceborn, which is the cutest of the trio. Oh. Um, here's a guy who is uh, he's, he's the champion of the Nurglings. Yeah. Um, he was, um, basically deformed by a zinch mage. And so he decides to climb a mountain that rumor said would lead you right into the realm of chaos. And he wanted to swear himself to one of zinch's rivals, but he never got there. He got halfway up the mountain and he got attacked by the biggest horde of nurglings ever who just basically crushed him under an avalanche of nurglings and sat there basically eating little bits of him and stuff um, uh, and asking him riddles. <laughs> like, they just, <laughs> I know. what? Like, what the, I know. Um, by the time he got out from under them, he is Morbidex twice born, and he looks like a nurgling. Yeah, looks like a giant nurgling with legs. Yeah. And just that big old nurgling smile. He's like, hello, I'm me. Um, they His all have, cool ability is that he can return a slain model to a friendly nurgling swarm, which is cool. So, yeah. So the one heals back. As long as one survived, it heals up, and he puts one of them back. So mm -hmm. if you're taking them with him. Um, everybody's got slightly different stats, slightly different stuff. In fact, Orgot has 14 wounds with a 3-up save. Blob yeah. has 13. and uh, So they've all got slightly different things, but they right. all have 8-inch uh, movement. They all have some sort of uh, uh, missile attack, and they all have uh, some sort of decent attack um, right. with their weaponry. They, they're kind of like, I, I would assume they're, they're kind of like mid-range, mm -hmm. like, heroes for your army like one guy is a really good fighter one guy is a wizard and the other guy is kind of somewhere in between i guess exactly this kind of reminds yeah. me of when you would play the uh uh in the high elves when you had the the white lions or the phoenix guard or the uh sword masters they're all yeah. similar but they all have a specialty right um They've got the acid, like like Orgot's uh, um, uh, six for a war roll does mortal wounds, and mm -hmm. once per turn he can issue commands without spending a command point. And he's another guy who counts as a general even if he's not. So he's got that eighteen inch range, and yeah. he can his specialty he can issue commands without spending a command point. 
I think of the three, he's probably the most competitive one. Probably. I think he is. Uh, the He's got the biggest potential for damage with 29 mm. wounds. Yeah. Um, Blobe can cast one spell. He's got demon flies. Um, at the start of the combat phase and at the enemy shooting phase, so both combat phase and enemy shooting phase, Roll a die for each enemy within seven inches. On a four-up, they take a mortal wound and minus one to hit rolls in that phase because of all the flies. That's a yeah, cool. That's that is a cool rule. All that's the good. combat phases, and when your enemy wants to shoot at you, you can make it harder for them to hit because there's such a like a cloud of flies around them messing them up. Mm-hmm. Um, he is plus one to cast. Enemy wizards within 14 are minus one to cast. And his special spell uh, goes off on a 6, 14 inches, pick an enemy unit. Until your next hero phase, roll a dice at the end of each phase in which any wounds or mortal wounds were allocated to that unit. On a 2-up, they take D3 mortal wounds. Ouch. So both combat phases, if you can shoot at him in the shooting phase, yeah. if you can do any wounds in the magic phase, you can just boop, 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 start pecking away wounds. Blob is actually kind of cool. He's cool. Uh, and then more Bedex, like you said, he can he can return a model to a Nurgling swarm. And yeah. at the end of the battle shock phase, heal half of the wounds that have been allocated to this unit, rounding up. Yeah, just it's like he's made of Nurglings. Yeah, so they keep coming back. So he's a, he's got the lowest wounds, but he's got a three up save because he's made of Nurglings. Right. He's got twelve right. wounds, and you're going to put back half of them. Yeah. At the end of the Battleshock phase every time. Not to mention he sh- he ignores half the damage allocated to him with his ward save. Or a third of them. A third of right. them. Right. Yeah. It's, they're all... They've all got a thing. However you yeah. want to play it. Um, yeah. And... Let's see. Blobe is 300. Morbidex is 320. And... Where's the other one? Orgots. No, no. Where is he? Orgots. He's uh, 300. Oh, 300. So, yeah, they're both 300. Uh, Yeah, Morbidex is... Morbidex is 320. That's interesting because I think it's that healing thing gives him the bonus. I... I, Yeah. He's not casting magic. He doesn't have the potential to do nearly as much damage as... As Orgots, right. but twelve wounds. Right. But he, he's hard to kill. He's hard. Yeah, he's hard to kill, and he can keep that Nurgling horde, you know, yeah. fighting. You know, threes by fives, and then heal back. Plus, then at the top of the unit, he gets one back yeah. at the top of the turn, and possibly D three if he's in near the thing. This is that's not bad at all. Mm-mm. Um, let's see. Shall we keep going? We've still got. We've still got a lot of units, and we've been going another hour. You want to take one more break? Sure. I think we should because we've got – what do we got left? Let me see. Um, we got eight more reflection. units left So okay. and the Naromaw. So, yeah, let's take a quick break just so we can recharge one more time, come back, and finish this up. Okay. Oh, it's a long one. But you know what? Honestly, the, the lore was pretty quick. I don't have a problem with this. I got no problem with this. I'm so excited about this book. I just <laughs> full of energy. All right, we'll be back.
That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. We're back. We're back again. Let's wrap these guys up. This is so yeah. much stuff. All right. Um, we went through those three guys. Um, and I would say, honestly, Blobe and Morbidex have rules that really fit their stuff. Uh, Orgot Demon Spew is the one that I don't feel, as far yeah. as lore goes, he's kind of generic. Like, oh, he's really great. But the big thing that they talked about, other than he's really... This great fighter is like he's not allowed into Nurgle's garden, and this makes him yeah, upset. That, and he works harder. Right. That didn't translate well no, as far as lore really wise do goes. With that. Right. Although he is, I mean, it is a cool model again. It's another cool thing. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Lord of Plagues. Now, Lord of Plagues and the Lord of Blight. The you know how the Poxbringers can pick a plague bearer unit and be like, okay, we're both gonna fight. Yeah. Lord of Plagues and Lord of Blight can do that with the Blight Kings. Right. Uh, and the Lord of Blight, this is the guy who does the uh, makes the thrice-ripened death heads. So let's take a look at these guys' lore real quick. The, we've got uh, Plagues, Affic Affliction, and Blight all coming up. So let's talk about these guys. Mm -hmm. um, here, Lord of Afflictions. They only want to spread infection. If they labor over anything, it's the cultivation of an incubatch, a rotten corpse totem that radiates waves of pestilence. Uh, the rituals of their creation are harrowing and consume much of what remains of the champion's soul. So as long as the Lord of Affliction has this incubatch thing with him, and it's something that seems to be pretty cool, uh, you know, he's going to follow his lore. Lord of Blights think they're unstoppable. They are masters of the Rotbringer's corpse orchard. In Employing the meat mulch of broken enemies' <laughs> loam to raise gallow trees. They wow. raise the gallow trees. They also, uh, they they will, their their Nurgle's victims will hang on the gallow trees. These guys will fill the skulls of these cadavers with the seepage from a the seepage from a great unclean one. This book is so gross. <laughs> that turns them into virulent death heads that are disseminated amongst their cyst. When hurled at the foe, they burst into showers of grim effluvia. They tell their brethren to use them discerningly, for only the choicest enemies deserve a death head plague. And to waste Nurgle's gift is blasphemy. So the Lord of Blights make the death head plagues. Now, was that... Um, was it the Pox Rider? What was the guy we were talking about who had that thing? Yeah, they have the death's heads. Yeah, then the, they can the throw up drones. to seven of them on the plague drones. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's the uh, afflictions and blights. Let's talk now. The Lord of Affliction we already talked about. He's the he's the hero on a on a fly on a rot fly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He does have an incubatch. If he has it, which why wouldn't he? 
Um, it, oh, it's armed with a fester spike. It can also have an incubatch. Like, if you can, why wouldn't you? Like, I don't understand. Right. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, roll a dice for each unit within three inches. On a two-up, they take a mortal wound. If that unit is the has a keyword Nurgle, it only takes the mortal wound on a six-up. Because this thing will hurt anything, including Nurgle, guys. It's a weird... That's I guess that's why you might not want to take it. Um... If this fin- when this finishes a charge move, uh, uh, the unit uh, can suffer D three mortal wounds. Uh, it's on a four up, but it's on a two up if it's got dolorous toxins. Which once again, I don't know why you wouldn't have these things. It says it's armed with claw. Uh, the rot fly can be can have it. That's uh, yeah. I don't know why it wouldn't have it. Uh, during deployment. You can uh, put this guy up in the sky as reserve, and you could take uh, up to two bli- blight, uh, pus goyle blight lords or plague drone units uh, with this unit. And then at the end of your movement phase, you basically you put him in the sky and take up to two flying units with right. him. Yep. Not bad. Fits all the rules. He's got that incubatch, which I, you know, hey, that's part of his lore. So they wrote it in there. On a two up, it takes a mortal wound. Each unit within three inches of him when he's done moving, so that could do yeah, something. It must be it must be a modeling thing, like it comes in the kit, and yeah. you don't have to put it on him or something like that. It must be something like that, I guess. But why wouldn't you put stuff on him that can, unless you have to choose between them? But it doesn't say it take this or that. It just says he can have it. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. Now the Lord of Blights. These are the guys with the awesome uh, fly shield. Yeah, the fly shield. It's cool. Uh, and big hammer. Yeah, and these are but these are the guys that are out there working in the uh, working in the fields, uh, meat mulching and making death heads. Now, here I got a question about this. These guys, mm-hmm. and, as, as for a hero, man, okay, seven wounds on a three-up save. These guys are pretty tough. Okay, yeah. um, you can start at the start of your shooting phase. Pick a friendly putrid blight king's model. That's within seven units of seven inches of this unit. That model can shoot in the shooting phase using the thrice ripened deadhead missile weapon profile above. Okay, and we already that you know uh, it, and that's the one it, it gets seven inch range, and up to seven models. You know, up to seven things. That's a putrid blight king. So it's the guys on foot. Yeah. Now the missile weapon is on his war scroll. Mm-hmm. So does he get to do it as well as the Blight King? Yeah, because he, he he like hands them out to so, the Blight Kings that are near him. He's like, here, take this and throw it over there. So I'm gonna so, throw yeah, one model. So it's not like so if you got a unit, it's like they don't all get this. So right. So they get up to seven, and you still get up to seven because it's your stats, but you're just handing it out as well. Right. Okay, that's, that's cool. The, that's the way I read it. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, he can pick a Blight King unit wholly within 12 inches, and they can both fight at the same time. Right. Uh, so that's that's really – and they, they've got that with, uh, with this. So he can, he can do – the guy on foot can take the Blight Kings. The guy on the fly can take the, the Blight Lords or the Plague Drones. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole bunch of guys here that can fight double. Like you, these are all the champions for those units, and it, they they almost act like champions. Like you could bring yeah, them the in. Yeah, the Lord of Plagues thing. does that too. Yeah. yeah, 
It's pretty cool. I like the I like these heroes. They're pretty cool. Gutrot Spume is in here. Um, you know, we all know his story. He was one of the guys leading the fleet. It was smashed up by a monstrous rot kraken, and mm-hmm. he would just not give up. That thing sunk his ship. He went down and just attacked it under the water. Nurgle yeah. turned him into his one of his champions. I like when they went to go fight the Idunath Deepkin. Yeah. They, like, hid inside, like, these... They, like... <laughs> they, like... What is it? They, like, hid inside, like, the... the the skins of like these sea creatures and oh, like went right. down to the bottom of the water. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Okay. It's so good. <laughs> um, he he just he he's like he's in charge of this these the the, yeah, the fleet. The he's the charge of the yeah, fleet, the and he fleet. is. It talks about how he's arrogant and he just thinks he's the best, and he's actually mm-hmm. got that rule. Yeah, uh, towering arrogance. Yeah. Yeah. Plus one to hit. Plus one to hit if you're targeting a hero. And if it's within an inch of a hero, all of the attacks on this unit must go after that hero. So he's got to go after a hero if he's near it, but he gets plus one to hit. He's already mm-hmm. hitting on threes. Yes, he's on twos now. Yeah, and he hits on uh, attacks made Wounds with this on unit. twos. Hitting on, yeah, he'll be hitting on twos, wounding on twos or heroes with the, his flailing tentacles technically hit on a one. So if he's minus one to hit, yeah, he'll still be hitting on twos. Mm-hmm. Um, you can deploy him off to the side and take uh, mortal maggot kit of Nurgle units, up to three of them, and set them aside, and they can be his plague fleet. Right. See, this book has everything. It literally has everything, doesn't it? As uh, it what it doesn't have is a ton of shooting, mm-hmm. and the armor of these guys, it, most of the armor on these units is four plus or worse. There's with, not that many with that a have a universal five up ward. Yes, I mean that's good for mortals and. So I mean, that's, yeah. So I mean, that's just that's just something I noticed that they, yeah. their armor is not quite. But as you got great. heroes that can fight with their units. Yeah. You've got mm-hmm. guys that are getting plus ones to hit. You got guys that are getting uh the the you got the poison. You got the corruption points. You're putting mm-hmm. guys up into space and bringing them in later. Like it, sure. this, this army does everything. Yeah, but if you're gonna come up with any sort of things, they don't do is they don't shoot, and overall they're not fast. Like most of the units move four. Yeah, four that is okay. That is true. I'll give you that. But you know, I just oh, it's okay. Uh, Harbingers of Decay. This is one of my old favorite models. These are the. This was the old yeah. Nurgle, um, Nurgle sorcerer on a, on a mount. Yeah. This is the guy riding the slow horse, the pale horse. Yeah, it's got the signpost yeah. in the part of the model. Oh, that's yeah. such a great model. I've got one of these. Yeah. Uh, even other rot bringers are unsettled by these guys. Um, they read. Uh, omens in the tangles of diseased entrails or the patterns of rashes mm-hmm. um, and they have something called shutter blight yeah. they're a special disease this is one of those diseases that goes after you more mentally than physically it makes it consumes you in self doubt tormenting you for every failing you've ever done and that actually does come up in their rules too yeah Rotbringer sorcerers um these are the guys who can become. These guys can be uh, in in the in that group. They're they're pretty decent sorcerers, and they can become a, a, a coven, which is just awesome. And this is a new model, isn't it? 
Which one? The Rotbringer Sorcerers? Uh, no, these are... Oh, yeah, these are the new guys, yes. Yeah, this is yes. the new model. Uh, yep. Yeah, I like this model, and they've got that cool spell. They can become the coven. These guys are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And yep. then you got Festus, and we all know about yeah. Festus. Um, yeah. He was a, an amazing doctor who grieved too vociferously for those he couldn't save. So upset, he just wished he could understand every single disease. I wish I could understand every single disease. And <laughs> Nurgle, and he, 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 one of these guys, I would sell my soul to know every disease. <laughs> and Nurgle said, Because you get Deal. what you wish for. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of driven him a bit crazy. And now here he is, always just testing out these diseases, doing stuff. Um, so let's look at these guys. We've got the rot. Uh, well, well, we've got the uh, harbinger of decay. The guy on the horse. He can move six whole inches because he's on yeah. a horse that doesn't run very fast. No, he's got a good save. Yeah, three and, up save. Uh, he can, he, can, he can get you command points, which is super cool. At the start of your first battle round, he, he's got to be within seven inches of the general. Mm-hmm. Which you would be, yeah. But D3 command points in the start of the first battle round. It's just the first, but mm-hmm. that's... Hey. Hey, you know what? Especially when you got all this stuff you can be doing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, his shutter blight is cool. Yeah, pick an enemy unit within three inches at the start of the combat phase. On a three-up, they cannot issue or receive commands in that phase. Yeah, which is big. I, that's that's a really powerful rule. Yeah. I, I noticed that from playing my Slanesh because they can do that a couple of different ways. And turning off people's command abilities is like, wow, that's really good. Because there's so much you can do. It's only at the start of the combat phase, but it's like, oh, I'm going to do all-out defense. No, you're not. Mm, or I'm right. going to do it. No, you're doing nothing. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, that's the harbinger. He, like I said, he totally fits his rules. That making people doubt, reading the omens, I can stop you from taking command. Yeah, yeah. Um, the rotbringer sorcerer, he's can uh, he's one in one, one cast, one unbind. Mm-hmm. If this unit summons an endless spell, then it counts as having the maggotkin keyword for the diseased battle trait. So these are the guys yeah. who can corrupt. Taint endless spells, and once again, we're going to put these guys into a coven of three. So they're getting mm-hmm. plus three to cast if they stay near each other, and yeah. they're throwing endless spells. I mean, once mm-hmm. again, oh, I'm going to throw the endless spell, and what am I throwing? I'm throwing, like you said, the mirrors. Uh, yeah, Each the umbral mirror, spell portal, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to put it right over there next to your guys, and guess what? Mm-hmm. Now this is giving you a disease point because it's near you. Right. And their spell is Stream of Corruption. Cast yeah. on a six, range is seven. Pick an enemy unit. Roll a die for each model in the unit within that seven-inch range, and on a five-up, it takes a mortal wound. You can make it f- uh, fourteen inches. This is like the other. This is the same spell as the other yeah, one. Yes, exactly the same spell. Yeah. Yeah. So he can cast that as well. Um, I like him. I think I would. I think I like him more in concept of being in the coven. Absolutely. He's he's decent on his own, but I think they're great. He would be great in a coven where they're casting three spells, dispelling three spells, and they're at a plus three. God, so dumb. Yeah, and and the new model is cool. It is cool. You want to take Festus? I've been yammering on here. My voice is gonna go. Yep, yep. Get him here. He's a one in one wizard. I forgot yeah. he was a wizard. Yeah, he's a um, he's like a the former plague doctor. 
Let me find him here. Oh, page 99. I, sorry. Yep. Yeah, I got it. Um, yeah, cast one, unbind one. So he can either heal or curse. So his heal is uh, start a hero phase, pick a unit within an inch, uh, roll a die. On a two up, you can heal D3 wounds. Or if you pick an enemy unit, you can on a two plus, you can suffer, make them suffer D3 wounds. Um, but it's got a really short range. Um, and the Leech Lord's Curse is a spell it's as a casting inch, yeah. seven. Yeah, and a range of 14. Since we cast, pick an enemy unit within range. Subtract one from save rolls for attacks that target that unit for the rest of the battle. The same unit cannot be affected by a spell more than once. But he can cast, it's not a once per game. He can cast that every turn. Right. But he can't, he can't affect the same unit. But It's a 14-inch range, so he's got to get right. up there quick. But yeah, but, but you can nail somebody with Leech Lord's Curse and hit him with a Rust Blade and take two off their armor save. Yeah. Yeah. Or like this, I mean, but I can pick three or four different units over the course of the game. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that's a great spell. Yeah, it's super Minus good. one to your save for the rest of the game. Rest of the game. That's, that's really a lot of book great. That's a lot of bookkeeping in this army. Yeah, but it's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it's worth it. I got a feeling this is just such a I oh I I just I really like this. I really like all of this. And we already mm -hmm. talked about the Lord of Plagues, didn't we? Yeah. Or no, we didn't. We didn't. I think I we skipped not. him on accident. He's 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 basically just a fighter. He's kind of like the other guy, but he's just more of a straight up fighting guy. Yeah, but he's okay. Uh. You get a contagion point for each enemy unit that's destroyed by an attack he makes. Mm -hmm. He can also pick the Blight King unit. So this is this is the one where he takes the Blight Kings. They both fight together. Mm -hmm. He lets the Blight Kings go in and cut down most of the unit. Yeah, and then, and he, then he steps in off. and finishes them off, and he gets that gets the extra contagion point. Yeah. Plus that putrid Blight King unit that he picked with to fight with him. Yeah, gives an extra attack. Give him an extra attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's he's pretty good. Yeah, he's just a buff. He's just a buff guy for the Blight Kings. Seven wounds, four up. He's got four attacks with uh, that do how many damage? D three. That's not D3. bad. D three. It's good. All right, so we're down to the last two units: the Blight Kings and the Blight Lords. And then we got the Narrow Maw, but we already talked about that. So and don't forget about the. The Underworlds guys, Dracula oh. and the Wormspec. Oh, okay, yeah. There's and there's those guys. <laughs> Is that good enough? Because I don't. I just. I'm. I'm sorry. I. I hate to be that guy. I just. And they're no. they're okay. They're actually okay. They're not bad. Um, no, the Wormspec are actually really good. Yeah. So. Uh, so the so the base unit here is the Putrid Blight Kings, right? They're kind of like mm -hmm. your mainstay of your mortal army. So they're like the plague bearer, you know, as. To the demons, the putrid blight kings are to the mortals. They're like your base unit. Um, I know people were wishing for five wounds on these guys, and maybe a, a better save. But I think they're good where they're at with four wounds, four up save. I think that's good, especially since they have a five up ward. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, they actually got a pip of rend. Right, they didn't used to have rend. Now they got a point of rend. I think you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they don't have the exploding sixes, which I think they used to have also. They have this other rule, this relentless attackers, uh, 
where you pick an enemy unit with a wounds characteristic of three or less that is within three roll a die for each model in this unit that is within three for that each roll that exceeds that enemy unit's wounds characteristic you take a mortal wound so it just bumps up their damage output a little bit at the end yeah um, also the champion has five wounds and I think five wounds count you as two models for uh, objectives. I think that does, yeah. yeah. So the champion gets an extra wound instead of an extra attack. Standard bear adds one bravery, so these guys are bravery nine. Yeah. And you got a, a, a sonorous toxin bearer. Yeah, so uh, reroll ones. And that's the enemy rerolls battle shock tests of ones again. Mm-hmm. Putrid Vikings are good, and they're completely insane according to the lore. They're insane. Even a slight wound is fatal. Okay, how many times <laughs> does that show up? Uh. Um, yeah. But you've basically got to have more than just devotion to become these guys. Like These guys are, it's hard to become one of these. And if you fail in the attempt, apparently you just don't even wind up in Nurgle's Garden. You just wind up yeah. getting kicked out. Uh, and these guys and these guys are battle line. Yeah. Oh, they're expensive, though. They're five for two and a, 250 for five. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of ar- a lot of armies were running like, you know, 20 blight kings you know what i mean that wasn't uncommon <laughs> you know you're right. seeing just well just i mean armies with like 200 plus wounds in them 250 the, yeah it's well 250 you'd have 20 wounds and 25 attacks threes by threes one rend one damage yeah and i'm gonna take my lord of plagues and i'm gonna yeah. give them plus one attack so now it's 30 attacks yeah one rend, one damage, and they're fighting along with this guy. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah, I like that. That works. But they're gonna die a lot. They got a four up save, four wounds each. I mean, you start tearing into these guys, they're gonna die. You know, but that's um, fine. That's what they're there for. Uh, that's true, unless, and I know this might be. I don't mean maybe it's a waste. But if the glot can cast abundance of flesh on them, now they're five yeah, wounds apiece. And yeah. since that lasts until the start of my next, uh, what is it? Last, last till the start of my uh, hero is, phase. Is it until the start phase. of my next hero phase? Let me just make sure. Yeah, yeah would that count for objectives? Yeah, because if they then they have five wounds, right? Yeah. Add one to the wounds character until your next hero phase. So they become five wounds, which means that they count as two models too for objectives. Yeah. And suddenly they're a little harder to kill. Mm-hmm. So good. And then the Puskoil Blight Lords. These guys have eight wounds, and they yeah. can move eight, which you'd think with that big guy on there, they wouldn't move that fast. But uh, <laughs> yeah, These are Blight Kings on Rot Flies, yep. basically. And it's basically the same rules before the Rot Flies. Um, mm-hmm. They can do all the same things they had before. Um it's just they got the Rotfly rules and their regular rules. It's mm-hmm. still pretty good. What's neat about them is you can put them up in the sky with the Lord of Afflictions. Uh-huh. You know, and then just drop dump them, them down. down somewhere. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a meaty unit to get be, you know, in the enemy's deployment zone like that. And that's a, jeez. How good do you think this army is? Real talk. I think it's I think it's good in the fact that it's it's just so durable. It mm-hmm. plays the game in a different way from like some other armies do. Like you're just gonna be like taking this 
and you're going to be moving on to objectives and you're just going to be sitting there mm-hmm. and just soaking up all this damage and you're going to be generating contagion points and for a unit that dies, you're going to replace it with something else. You know what I mean? Yep. And then you're just going to whittle down the opponent because they're going to be, in order to kill you, they have to be next to you and you're just going to be dropping disease points on them and you're going to be whittling down the enemy. So unless the other army has a way to replenish their forces over the game, I just, it's going to just give you a war of attrition and you're not going to win that battle against Nurgle, the Maggotkin. You're not going to win the war of attrition against this army. It's not going to happen. So the way to beat this, this, there are literally, I think like two dozen different ways to get extra disease points. Yeah. On your enemies, like just from the different spells, the different command traits. Yeah. And there's There's a way to, yeah. The way to beat this army is to delete it. Like it was just massive, you know, dedication to killing one unit at a time. You've I mean, if you're gonna focus. go, if you're, yeah, you've got to focus against this army. If you're gonna go into that unit of five blight kings, you better go into it with enough that you're gonna wipe those guys out. Because you know, it's just you have to, or else you're just gonna end up sitting there, and they're gonna push up something else next to you, which is gonna give you more disease points. It's just, yeah, it's. It seems like they've got so much going for them. Mm-hmm. Between the ability to slowly, and I don't know how quickly you could build up to, to, to you know, maybe you're not going to summon a great unclean one, you know, but you can mm-hmm. summon up ten a, a unit of 10 Plague Bearers here. You can just keep summoning up the Gnarl Maws, dropping them down for more points, get stuff quicker, yeah. and... Every you know they got to be seven, at least seven inches apart. Okay, so now I'm kind of zigzagging them seven inches apart all over the board, and right. all of your guys are now taking more disease points because they're near mm-hmm. they're near the trees. Oh, you're hiding yeah. that guy in the back. Oh, drop a tree over there, like uh, you mm-hmm. know, because uh, do they yeah. do the trees have to be dropped near a hero? Let me check that real quick. Uh, no, I think it's. Um, I know that the units have to be dropped. Let's see. I think they. I think they do. No. Uh, units must be more than nine inches and wholly within seven inches of a friendly hero, or mm-hmm. uh, or seven inches of a narrow maw. Narrow maws need to be more than seven inches from other narrow maws and more than three inches from all models, objectives, other terrain features, endless spells and invocations. Yeah. So you can just kind of put them wherever. Yeah. I mean, if if you got wherever a pretty, they, if you got a fit. pretty terrain filled board, uh, you might have a trouble fitting them. But you know, you can start off with a bunch of these. Yeah, you could do that on a Slimex, uh, you know, uh, army, and just be putting yeah. them so all every, over the place. Yeah. So for every Narma, you on the battlefield, you get a contagion point. Mm-hmm. If there's no enemy within three of it, but if they're within three of it, I think they take they take a, a disease, disease point. point. Yeah, because it counts yeah. for that. So either st- either I I'm either defining where you stay away, or mm-hmm. okay, you want to come here, you're gonna be poisoned, right? And and once again, uh, if I want to sit and pick away at you, I can start dropping these things, and I can't drop it within three of you. But if you're hiding him in the back, I can drop it real close. 
Yeah, like, another fine. thing you could do yeah. with these things is you could use them to screen like where you think the enemy is going to go. Mm-hmm. You could like if you see a spot where they're going to try to get troops through somewhere, you could just bonk, stick a narrowbar on it because they're impassable terrain. Yeah, you can't be on top of it. You can, you can fly over it, but you can't mm-hmm. land on it because they're like alive. No, you can't, yeah, you can't move through it unless you can fly. Right. So you can definitely use these to block. But it, it specifically says if you fly, you can't stop on it. You can't land on it like you right. can on a building or other pieces of terrain. Right. No, I think these Naromaws are cool. I think taking double unit attacks between the hero and the guy is cool. Um mm-hmm. I, I just, like I said, all the bookkeeping, and I'm wondering how that, how exactly, the disease points <laughs> are are going to happen. Yeah. You know what? I'll say this. Yeah, those the the one spell and the one ability or whatever it is, as making me ask questions about how that works. Yeah, but that's the only question I have about anything in this book. Like everything else is pretty clear. Right. Yeah, I think I have to invest in a. Big old like uh, like ten eight sided dice, <laughs> yeah, or more. Get some eight sided that, dice. That's how you would. Yeah, that's how you would track your disease points on units. I, oh, I saw this, and they're not cheap, and they're not just eight sided dice, which makes me sad. But Heather and I saw this, and I thought these were great. Um, oh, and I don't have it anymore. I showed her a picture of it. There's these guys selling dice, and they were gelatinous cube dice okay and so they were greenish and they almost looked like they had little little holes in them they had little but they had little bones rolling around in the clear green uh, so like it had dissolved oh, cool. stuff and they were D dice so yeah. it had, D, it, had yeah, yeah. it was like eight or nine different dice with all the different shapes they looked sure. amazing and i was just thinking i'm like oh some eight sided for that would be great for the <laughs> for this yeah um i would imagine somebody maybe some company who makes counters and something for Age of Sigmar games, maybe resin counters or something like that, might want to make disease counters or contagion counters. Contagion <laughs> counters. You hear that, uh, six squared? There you go. Kevin, <laughs> Brad, we need some contagion counters. Uh, yeah. And some definitely contagion point counters and definitely need dis- some disease, disease point, point disease counters. Point. Yeah. And if yeah. I may suggest... Um, make some with ones and some with threes or fives oh, yeah. or that, so that you can so that you can just sort of like I have those little blood points that are shaped or the yeah. wound counters that are shaped like uh, little red blood drops. Yeah, yeah. And they got one and two, and the slightly larger ones have threes and fours, and the bigger ones have five and six on them, so that you can kind of tell yeah. at a glance what they yeah. are. Yeah, I um, would assume the uh, like the war scroll cards that come with this. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, they usually include that punch out card thing. You're never going to sure, have enough. I, I'm, I'm sure that maybe just the whole thing will be disease point counters. <laughs> Might be. Good gravy. Dude, have you been writing lists for this? I bet you've been writing lists for this. I, I wrote a list of what I have. Okay. Like of what actually, oh, actually, without, for without going into without going into all the finer points with this, you know, the little what spells I'm picking for each guy and stuff. What kind of a list are you generally making? So, I was, I think, I mean, I was gonna go plague bearer heavy. Okay, I mean, and, it makes sense. That seems like the it seems like the the basic list, the go to. 
Yeah, I was going to go Plague Bearer Heavy, you know, backed up by, you know, Heralds of Nurgle and, you know, the, you know, this, 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 a couple Sorcerers and, like, some Nurgling so you can get into the backfield a little bit. And, you know, just, and then, of course, the Bile Pipers and the Scriveners to beef up those Plague Bearers. I think, I think that's a tough list. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it doesn't it, it doesn't do a lot, but it it just goes on the objectives and just doesn't die. Right, and see, and that's the thing. It, you, you talk about these things, and they get like one attack a piece, and they don't do a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they're they're they they just they sit there and they don't die. But now, just staying next to them to fight with the with the yeah. disease points, I don't even have to yeah. do a lot of damage. I just have to do no. some. Yeah, you know, and think about like the think about like the like the the maw crusher guy. You know, he goes in there, he attacks a unit. He, you know, he might wipe out a unit. Then you then he's gonna pick up a couple disease points doing that. Then you're gonna go up and fight him again. You're gonna stick some more disease points on. He's gonna have five six disease points on him. Pretty much the whole you're gonna be rolling all those dice. His wounds are gonna get. I think that's. I think that's how you're going to kill big stuff. You're just going to drop him down. You're going to—he's going to get bracketed. Then he's going to get slow. Then you're going to attack him again, and then you're going to kill him. You know, you're going to poison these things. Exactly. You're going to poison them, and instead of death by a thousand cuts, you're going to get death by four or five cuts that slowly add on that bit yeah. to just get them. You know, I think this mm-hmm. is going to be cool. I think this is going to be a pretty cool list. We may be over overthinking how many disease points they're going to get, you know, because they're going to get two if they're near you by the in in the combat phase and in the movement phase. And yeah. you know, you have to roll sixes to hit to mm-hmm. do the disease point. But it is sixes to hit. It's not sixes to wound. So as right. long as I'm hitting that's, that's... you, I've I've hit you. You're getting that poison. I yeah. could do no wounds to you. I could I could do a bunch of sixes to hit, uh, wound you with a few. You save them all. Doesn't matter. You're still, yeah. Uh, and that's the cool. That's the coolest thing in this army. This is what makes me so excited about this army. Is it's just like, that's what it tells you they did. Oh, they don't have to kill you. They just have to nick you, and then you're still fighting. And yeah. next thing you know, suddenly your arm rots off right next to you, and you fall down, <laughs> right. vomiting all over your friend who is now his. He's gonna fall apart because you just vomited whatever this is all over him. I'm like, oh, this makes yeah. sense. This is cool. Yeah, and then, and like, and I think, and I think, like, like missile weapons also will do that, right? Diseased weapons. I mean, it doesn't. It's yes. Have to be a melee weapon. It's a missile weapon. Yep, missile like, weapon sixes I mean, to hit. Uh, I mean, let got, me just double yeah, check yeah. to make sure. Yeah, yes. it's missile or melee. Rolls for yeah. an attack made with missile or melee weapons, exactly. So, mm-hmm. man, okay. Stormcast book comes out, and I think it's pretty good. I think it's, oh, yeah. I think it's pretty darn good. It's got eight hundred. It's got eight hundred war scrolls. It should be good, but that's yeah. a pretty good book, even though I think it's too big. New orc book <laughs> comes dragon, out. It's got dragons in it. It's got dragons in it. Yeah. Um, new orc book comes out. Friggin' love it. I think that's a great it's one. Really, I think the Cruel Boys are a great uh, addition. I think you've got some really good stuff in that book. I think it works nicely. Yeah, Iron Jaws are bananas right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, my only complaint Ooh. is I look at that and I feel like I don't necessarily want to take the big wah. 
because no, you just want to go iron iron jaws or cruel boys or cruel boys. But I mean, I'm saying you want to keep them pure because the bonuses they get for staying as a pure portion and not all joining together. It. I don't know if the benefits of the big war are there, but on the whole, I think it's a great book because you've got mm-hmm. all three of those orc armies. Granted, people, you're not going to see as many. I don't think you're going to see as much savage orc stuff. But whatever, yeah, you're, you're still, it's still, I think it's a good book. There's a lot of good stuff in it. And then we get this one, and this one's great. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. the three books so far for uh, third edition Age of Sigmar, all mm-hmm. of them I think are pretty darn cool. And I don't think any of them are really over-the-top super powerful. I mean, there's a couple builds with the Iron Jaws that are just, nasty but there are ways to combat that you just got to know what to do you know the mm-hmm. mighty destroyers rule on that maw crusher general is nuts but there are ways to get around you just have to keep a unit within a foot of him, and he can't just go flying off doing whatever he wants he has to charge that unit right so there are there are ways to get around all that stuff well, in this army, too, if you're taking some of the more elite stuff, you're going to have less units to give those disease points. You're going to have less disease points handed out. Um, yeah. You know, but that's, once again, if you're playing an elite army, you got less guys nicking you, so less nicks means less poison. Um, yeah. But I think this book has a, a good variety, and that's what all yeah. three of these books have had. Uh, Stormcast have had it just in mm-hmm. sheer volume of scrolls. Yeah, um, you can do anything with that army. Yeah, um, Oryx, you got you got your Gork, you got your Mork, and you got your Gorka Morka mm-hmm. army. You know they all have a side that they pick, and yeah. and here you got a really good. And you know, here's the thing: you got your if you want to play Nurgle demons, you can play Nurgle demons. You want to play Nurgle mortals, you can play Nurgle mortals. If you want to bring in Skaven and Slaves to Darkness. And, yeah. and 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 Nurgle, uh, you know, uh, pl- you know, plague gores or whatever the heck they used to be called. Yeah, um, pestigores. Pestigores. Yeah, you've got. I mean, yeah, go for it. We haven't even scratched the what can I bring in from the other books option. Right. And I'm certain yeah. there's just stuff in there that's gonna be brutal. Well, think about. It. I mean, the plague catapults from Nurgle. You start bringing those into this. Yep. It's pretty. So let's get the Skaven plague catapult in this. It'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, I think so. And uh, mm-hmm. no, when they come in as coalition, those things all say Nurgle. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Maybe they can one in, in every one in every one in every four could be a clan pestilence keyword. Mm-hmm. So if you had so if you had eight units, you could bring two plague catapults. Right. So oh, here's my other question. Okay, two in every four units can be slaves to darkness. One in every four can be Clan Pestilence. One in every four could be Zinch. Could I literally make a Legion of Chaos that? Well, you can't have you can't have Zinch in this army. No, I mean I'm sorry, uh, non-Zinch. You could have you could have Beast of Chaos that are non-Zinch. Sorry, not Zinch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know this sounds dumb, but could I make a Maggotkin of Nurgle army that had? Mm-hmm. I have four units. Two of mm-hmm. them be Slaves of Darkness, one be Skaven, one be Beast of Chaos, and do that for the whole army and not have any units from this no. book? No. 
No, I think you have to have so if you have four Magikin, you say you have four units. Uh-huh. Right? Two of those, two of those four could be slaves to darkness, or one of those four could be Clan Pestilence, or one of those four could be Beasts of Chaos. So it's all based on that four units. Is it? Because that's I don't see that anywhere, and that's what I was confused about. Like, not that I, I want to do that, I, but that, it sounds that, like that's I how could, it reads. That's how it kind of reads to me. I'm just saying there were no ors there. I'm not trying to be cheeky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you hear know, what but you're it saying, says two yeah. of four could be this. One out of four could be this, and so you know, so I literally mm-hmm. a fourth of my units can be Skaven. A fourth of my units can be beasts, and half of my units can be well, a fourth, a fourth, and a half. That's a right. coalition. It's all, it's, like literally, it's I one. just have no, no. Ner- I was yeah. like, "What? What do you? Why? Yeah. Why? I don't I'm, know." Maybe you, maybe you could do that, but none of them would have the Magakin of Nurgle keyword. Right. Well, I wouldn't have anyone casting Magakin and Nurgle anything anyway, because none of them could do that. <laughs> and oh, you know what? None of them can be the general. And I don't think any right. of them could be battle line. So no, you couldn't do that. That would make no sense. Yeah. Because I need at least right. a, I need at least I need at least four units. I'd need uh, a general and and three battle lines. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm stupid. It's late. What do you want from me? Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right. Listen, we got to wrap this up. It's time. I got to go to bed. Um, mm. Folks, thank you for listening. I'm super excited uh, with this new book. I'm glad you were with us for uh, day one drop info. Hopefully, if you listen to this on the day it came out. Um, next episode is the uh, end of year wrap up, the Christmas episode. Yeah, um, I'm super top excited. Three, top three, bottom three. Top three, bottom three, and and uh, and also because um, that usually goes pretty quick. Actually, even if there's three of us, that's 18 units. We talk about the whole game, the whole show. Uh, also, if we have are, any, uh, are we limiting? Are we limiting it to Age of Sigmar? Or are we just going Games Workshop? We're going Age of Sigmar. It's an. I mean, if you okay. want to throw an honorable mention to something, that's cool. But we're not going <laughs> to spend time talking about that because. We're going to try to stick it to Age of Sigmar. Okay. Now, I mean, if you want to bring up, like, White Dwarf. I mean, if you want to bring up one of their non-game things, I suppose that's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, 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 if there's a particular, like I said, oh, the White Dwarf this year was great. Or, you know, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what else. I mean, I was going <laughs> to say Games Day was great, but there is no Games Day. I, I have no idea. Um, yeah. But my point being... We've got the end of the year wrap-up, which is always one of my favorite episodes. We'll do that, and then we'll talk about our plans for 2022. My plans for Adapticon? 2022 Adapticon? are going to be pretty much the same as my plans for 2021, at least as hobby goes, because I didn't get any of last year's resolution done except for finishing building and basing my my night haunt but that's that's how bad it was this yeah. year so i yeah my I, so but that's what we're gonna do i'm super we gotta excited talk about, we gotta talk about adepticon yeah adepticon's coming yeah a sign up is in january isn't it i yes, just got an email is. from them mm-hmm. i'm excited i'm going so that's cool but yeah uh, all right folks uh before we go want to definitely thank the sponsors of the show again chaos org superstore uh six squared studios right. and Grognards, uh, and yeah. all our Patreon patrons, associate producers Christopher Sanders, Big Jake, and Jake C, executive producers Colin Miller, Tyler McDonald, Scott Milne, 
Thank you all for being part of the 1% that make this show and all that we do on it possible. Chris, this was fun. Yeah. Wow, we haven't done Very a marathon good. like this. We've been breaking them into two Ooh. parts. I'm kind of yeah. exhausted. We've been going for just over four hours now. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I haven't done a Is four really? hour. Yeah. Literally, the, the timer on the, on the I'm, I'm looking at the timer on the uh, recorder here. We've been going just over four wow. hours. Okay. Whew. But we covered the whole book. Which nice. actually, What's you know, the next book? Uh, who knows? Whatever they, whatever they come out with. I have no idea. What's your guess? Oh, I have. I don't know. I'd like to see. I'd like. I'd like to see me some Olgu Malarian elves, but I don't think that's happening mm. yet. But we'll see. Night haunt. Uh, night haunt could use a revision. I'd be happy to get a night haunt revision. I we haven't had a death book. We haven't had a death book in a while. What are you well, talking soul about? We I guess, just I guess we. Did, I guess we. I guess we just oh, had Soul Blight. Blight. I, I forgot Soul Blight came out. I forgot about that book. That's that's a pretty decent book too. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't review that one. So. Uh, yeah, uh, I did that one. Uh, I did that one sort of. That yeah. was a quick one, anyway. But yeah, I should. I forgot Night about Hunt. Soul Blight. Yeah. Goodness, and that did come out. And that was a. Did that come out right before, or right after the third edition came out? It was right before, I think. Right before, I think. You but still got was, those Blood Knights. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. How did I forget about that book? I played Death Armies for years. Oh, I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm the worst. All right, folks. Until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure. Or Sigmar!